0: G'day hobbyist Anthony from AOS Coach here, bringing you the next episode of uh, Down Under Sigma and uh, I feel like a celebration moment that we got to episode two. Liam, how are we feeling? Episode two, people are actually listening to us still. Uh, feels quite weird.
1: Like It's awesome how much feedback we got already, so I'm super happy that we're at episode two already, and yeah, I've been looking forward to it ever since the first one. It's been great. Good feeling, and it's kind of weird, but yeah, it's
0: episode two. It's good. Episode two, we'll we'll kind of reflect on this moment and we'll see how far we've grown on this journey. Um, And speaking of journeys, that actually might be a nice transition into some people who did have a journey. Uh, We have some some guests. Who are our guests this week? Well, let's start with the goon master himself. Yeah, goon master.
2: master. Yeah, boy. Um, Seth Cook, uh, coming to you live from Fielding. New Zealand, um, also known as the Goon Boss. I'm here hanging out with my man, Dan, the uh, Warhammer hero. Hey guys. The lads here from down under Sigmar.
0: I feel like there's a drum roll moment here. I don't know, how do Liam, how, or uh, Seth, how do we introduce uh, our, our very own first Warhammer hero? Uh, uh, he's ours,
2: mate. You're in a different country, he's ours. <laughs>
1: But aren't you not New Zealander? <laughs> Technically, it's just his own.
3: <laughs> I find, what I find interesting is that we've got a show here to talk about the New Zealand scene and our trip across to CanCon and uh, Team New Zealand. And the representatives that we have picked forward is an Englishman and an American. And what else
0: is... Fra- <laughs> is Fraser a Kiwi? So Fraser, Fraser was a be on, but he's, he's got, like, some one-megapixel camera, so uh, I think we're trying to... Maybe go to JB Hi-Fi and get another one or something. So, but is is he a kiwi or are, are we actually got no kiwis yeah. in the kiwi show? No, Fraser. there are no
2: kiwis currently. But Fraser is a kiwi, yes. All
0: Love right, it. so Love it. <laughs> Drum roll, uh, <laughs> Australia, just like the Pavlova, just like Russell Crowe, just like everything good coming out of New Zealand. We claim for ourselves Australia Zone. Dan Short Shorts, Mister Warhammer Hero himself. <laughs>
3: Cheers guys, thank you very much. Uh, All too kind, I still think it's completely ridiculous that um, people chose to nominate me. Um, Not exactly out here um, raising tons of money for child cancer societies or anything like that. I'm just a guy with a website and an opinion. Um, But thank you very much to everybody that did nominate me. Um, And yeah, we'll see where we go.
0: Amazing, so, For anyone who hasn't been on the internet in the last couple of days, uh, Dan AOS Shorts runs an amazing website that uh, adds so much value to us all, uh, has got some stuff coming up pretty soon, some some sexy new books, uh, but has been recently nominated as a Warhammer Hero uh, for all of the amazing stuff. What, speak, what have you got? What was that? What was that? Sorry, I didn't, didn't see that.
3: There was scabin. There's you course. Oh, look at this guy.
0: So in this episode, we are going to open up those books and we're going to show them off.
3: <laughs> no. no, we're not Kitetsu.
0: Uh, Hi, I'm Kitetsu, and welcome to my channel. In this episode, we will... I like Kitetsu.
3: I don't know.
2: He, he sounds too much he, like the guys that my daughter watches play Fortnite, so...
3: He has really good, um, he has really good cover art and he has the most clickbait sort of aos headlines i've ever heard of oh
1: great um, like the sinesh ones on point on point
3: what is it Boyle's law of newspaper headlines if anyone asks a question uh, a provocative question and a headline the answer is always no <laughs> yeah,
0: it's great look anyone who's creating content for aos is a hero in my opinion but uh dan the australian is our warhammer hero and our first of hopefully many um there are a lot of people in our community who deserve to be recognized
3: yeah actually you do have in this latest batch you do have two legitimate australians no but
0: they're 40 (laughs) kers. they're 40 kers and they're wa people so uh no no no, uh, mike and emma do an amazing job from objective secured so um uh good good work to them as well yeah but they're from WA, so we don't count them. You guys are closer to us than they are. I think New Zealand's more yeah. Australian than Western Australia.
2: I saw the price for a flight today from um, Wellington to Perth, and I cringed.
0: <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> going there on. Uh, I'm actually going there on on Monday for work. So um, maybe I can go catch catch up with those people, find find the hints and tips on how to be a Waima hero, and then get Clint um, that nomination. Yeah, he needs one. Big okay. time. Hard. So why are we here? Why, what, why, have, why have we invited the Kiwis on, Liam? What, 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 uh, what should the people know? So
1: pretty much out of nowhere, um, the Kiwis decided to come join us at CanCon. And then um, Dan and Charles Black um, organized a Tasman Cup, where it was the Kiwis versus the Australians. Uh, the day before CanCon, like a little warm-up, fun um, community bonding uh, tournament, just one game each. Which was really fun uh it was just people whoever was interested to be part of it signed up um and then yeah and then um i want to hear about their experiences coming to australia um what it was like um would you guys do it again kind of thing so this is pretty much why we got them here to see like if australia pretty much made them love warhammer even more is probably the best way to describe it is that right anthony
0: i I reckon so and i think um you know there's been some early conversations about how our communities can get closer um you yeah. know flights are quite cheap um you guys are the kiwis are running some really good events and i think i think that coming over to CanCon was just the start i know there's a contingency that want to come over to sydney gt um i've heard whispers of going to runak so um i think it'll be interesting to hear about their scene as well as much as what they took from us and you know appreciate maybe some of the unique things from from, from our side of the fence so I might kick off to ask the ask the boys, why on earth did you come to Cancon? Like why yeah, why? Why why? I
3: think Seth needs to answer first given um he and the Wellington Lads booked it all in first.
0: Yeah, Seth. Why'd you come to us? He might have he Seth? might have frozen. He looks like a robot, like he looks like dude, 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 dude. No,
3: that's Okay, well whilst that's frozen. I came because all the cool kids were going um, And at this point it was 220 in the biggest uh, Warhammer age of Sigma event out there um, and i would just come back from a holiday with the family and in New Zealand had a flash sale um, and flights were super cheap so <laughs> Um, I just bailed on with the Wellington lads and it was all easy and all organized for me All I had to do was get to Sydney and the guys took care of me um, So it was very easy from that point of view And as you're saying flights are cheap it's only a few hundred bucks um, And the caratels not exactly the most expensive accommodation in the world um, When shared amongst seven or whoever we had in our two room cabin um, But yeah it was largely the reason why I wanted to come was it's the biggest Age of Sigmar event in the world, it's a chance to meet you guys, hang out with um, all the Australian Age of Sigmar Wargamers that I know from Twitter and online and just wanted to hang out with people. And it's one of the reasons why I chose, got in contact with Rob and asked to do the sort of roving reporter role as opposed to playing in the event. Because if you're playing the event, you're, you're sort of nose down on the table for um, almost three hours and you've got sort of short windows around it to hang out with people. That being a roving reporter, I could barrel around all the halls um, and catch up with everybody.
0: And it was great. I reckon and this yeah. is why. This is why you're oh. a Warhammer hero because you flew three hours to play one game of Sigma and you just added so much value to everyone else. So um, you're a madman. I gotta say, I, I did enjoy the seeing
1: you doing the roving report. because I reckon that would be the most awesome job if you're doing a stream, just going around getting information on games, it will be awesome fun. So yeah, yeah it is a awesome. job.
3: Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's great. It's just that you, you get to watch like the 10 top tables and see the most competitive match-ups from armies across the spectrum, finding it out, and different play styles and techniques, and, and there's a whole range of things going on in there. Um, but then you also get to see the crazy stories. You get to see the fact that vor is dying to clan rats. You get to see um, people failing three-inch charges with their, their fanatics that they've snuck on the back of the board. Um, you get to see the Table 95 battle between Danny and um, Bront with the Free Guild, uh, Civil War on Table 95. Like, you get to see all this sort of stuff. Um, and more... you get to
1: see Sylvan F against Sylvan F.
3: Yeah, that was, I'd have to say, yeah. one of my favorite games of the weekend. For uh,
2: six straight hours. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that was just the first
0: turn here, I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Seth, so the question was, uh, before technology rudely interrupted you, was why on earth did you come to CanCon? Why did you travel halfway across the, the ditch to uh, to come to us and then actually leave? Yeah, Like one of the few Kiwis who actually leaves.
2: Yeah. Um. Actually, um, I had my eye on CanCon in twenty. 20- early 2017, uh, CanCon 2019 was a goal for me in early 2017. However, that's when I was playing Kings of War. So my goal was to go to CanCon to play Kings of War. Um, then I moved here. Uh, it became, you know, obviously much more of a, re- a reality than it was when I was in the States. But no one here played Kings of War. It was like, there's like six people in the entire country to play the game. So I had to, if I wanted to play with my friends or make friends or play with anyone else besides myself or my 10 year old son, I had to, uh I had to play a different system. So I picked up Sigmar, which I played on release for the first couple months um, that the game was out. And then I realized that it wasn't exactly what I wanted a game to be. So I switched over to Kings of War, but I picked up Sigmar in very early or very late 2017, or very early 2018, very late uh, 2017, somewhere around Christmas time, New Year's. Um, but I still, in the back of my mind, wanted to do CanCon because I was here. You know, I was close enough, and I know it's a huge convention, and we don't have anything that big in the States. You know, I guess GenCon and DeptCon might be, but the the competitive scene at those two places isn't exactly the same. Uh, That's more of like a hobby sort of uh, gathering. Um, Then the boys said that they wanted to go. And by the time I got on board, I was on the wait list. Uh, But yeah, but James McPherson, I'm sure you guys met him. He was with us um, a bit on the weekend. He had some issues with his army and he didn't know if he was going to be able to make it or not. So um, he sold me his ticket. I took his spot. He. Swap with me onto the waitlist, and luckily we both ended up making it. But um, yeah, once the boys said they wanted to go, I knew I was in because it was a goal I'd had for two years now, almost. So it was going to happen, and um, it'll happen again, likely every year until I you know can't make it anymore. So
0: no, that's great. great. And, was and great I, 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 I,
2: I left because I couldn't find a job while I was over there, and I didn't think that I could get on. The benefit quickly enough to make it. I didn't have enough spending money. So that's why I came back.
0: Uh, you mentioned the boys. So we obviously know Dan came over, yourself came over. Who are the boys? Let's give some shout outs to our first New Zealand contingent who flew over for CanCon AOS. So you had you, yeah, we, had, we had.
2: Yeah, Fraser Baker, um, who's supposed to be in the chat right now, but is having difficulties. Um, we had uh, Sean Bates. Who uh does the uh, notorious Age of Sigmore podcast. Lee Wilmot, who was a friend of the show, uh the notorious Sigmore podcast show. And uh and we had who cool. so else we have? Dan to, and did I forget someone?
1: There was Lee. someone else. Who was the one uh-huh. that you said you the ticket with? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was Dan. Dan came. Me, Dan, Sean,
2: <laughs> Lee, and Fraser and James.
3: And then yeah, you and James.
2: <laughs> James sort of um, did his own thing. Um, he's he's uh, he's a bit of a lone wolf. James is, and uh, it was cool that he was there. It was good to hang out with him. Uh, but he, he, yeah, he's he does his own thing quite often. So
3: James is doing, to give James his doing. Due, he's doing some really great things. He did um, what was it last year? Year before, um, ran call to arms and did. Absolutely massive, stunning effort. I remember the guy basically scratch building forty tables on his own in the UK and then shipping it all down to New Zealand. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, it was it was ridiculous. James's commitment to the hobby and growing uh, the Wellington scene is really strong. He runs the or works with the Freebooters yeah. Club, which runs out of Miramar, um, basically out of Weta's backyard. Um, in the cinema where Lord of the Rings launched and other such things. He's got his uh, Twitch channel going on that's going to be launching soon too for some live streaming out of New Zealand. So James has got a lot of things going on.
2: That's called uh, Freebooters TV, is that his is Twitch channel. Oh, so check that
0: out. Definitely. It, it's uh, one of my favorite layouts that I've seen. So I know he's only done a, a pilot, uh, but he's got a great layout. So. Um, so we know that five of you traveled over technically six, um, had traveled over, um, you guys, you know, had that as a goal. You wanted to get, meet the community, you wanted to kind of um, see the convention style. And prior to CanCon, we had, uh, a game. Um, People may not know this, but on the Friday we went to Jolt Games and we had the Trans-Tasman Cup. Um, who wants to tell a little bit about the Trans-Tasman Cup and, and, and how that went for them? Dan. I'll do that.
3: Uh, So the Trans-Tasman Cup, as it was introduced, it was a five-player individual uh, team tournament. So what I mean by that is that there were five players in each team and five games of one-on-one, 2000-point Warhammer using the CanCon pack. So basically we were using it as a primer for CanCon, for those that were going on to the event, um, and we played one game in each round. Now, because this was, the Tasman Cup has a history in Warhammer between New Zealand and Australia um, that has gone back since, I think Charles tracked it back to the early 2000s. Um, but the last two times that it was played before that were also won by New Zealand, spoiler. Um, and so it was a great opportunity to revive that now for Age of Sigma. Um, because it was the first year running, Uh, We weren't going super competitive with it, Um, so we sort of weren't purporting to be uh, truly Team New Zealand or Team Australia Um, for the New Zealand side of things. It was the five of us that were traveling over and wanted to um, do it, so the, the five lads that had the time and money to go. Um, for Australia, you guys largely did it on who could banter or shit post about the New Zealanders in <laughs> um it would seem, um, or people who wanted to take the risk and um, in infamy of playing New Zealand and losing. Um, so. <laughs> so we had
0: team. We had team New Zealand, and famously, we had a team of five, and I think only two actually came from New
3: Zealand, if that's correct. Yes. Sean
0: and Lee
3: two
2: two no, no, no. Fraser
3: Fraser and Sean what's Fraser Lee Sean. Lee's, Lee's English he's as English as I am um, no, he's more English than you are
1: okay right
0: so <laughs> two so, we had, so we had these five legends come over from New Zealand to play in the trans Tasman and Liam who was on our side who is the cream of so Australia got, the top of the yeah, top So, cream. So, right um so we got the coach Anthony was our um, team captain I didn't know, I didn't yeah. know I was captain, by the way. I just got told in a random post that I was You captain. were a captain hundred uh, percent. It was definitely not going to be me. Um, Charles, I was Charles
3: told me that you nominated yourself.
0: No, I, I did. didn't. I, <laughs> I, 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 I learned when you guys put up the blog post and it said, Captain Anthony, and I had all this stuff.
1: Actually it's your, your article. I'm like, yeah, you Okay, so we had Anthony. Then we had Paul Gritzy with his Swift Hawk, which I have to say did quite well. Um. A lot better than we expected. Um, and then we had Sam Morgan, Hayden, and myself. Um, so, yeah, so pretty much, uh, yeah, that was the five. And then New Zealand, you guys had, um, you guys list out your players again?
3: We had me as self-nominated captain uh, <laughs> running Silvernet. We had Lee also running Silverneth Winterleaf, but with uh, Deepkin allies. We had Seth running Spiders. We had Fraser running Thricefold Befoulment. Um, and we had Sean running Anvils of Heldenhammer. Pew pew. And Jay, you-, you
0: did you did the match ups, if I'm correct. So I'm pretty sure you gamed game you game this to. Um- to to really, because I mean, I'm looking at the chat and it says Tim- Timothy um, from your crew has said they sent over the B team, so it yeah. sounds like you you actually matched us up to have uh, the best advantage for the B team to win.
3: I was actually very happy with my completely random dice rolls, which I did video to make sure that I couldn't be accused of this. Um, but yes, so normally in a team tournament, you go through an elaborate pairing process. And it's one of the best things about team tournaments is the whole, um, so we, we put up two matchups, you put up a matchup, and it's all the, the, the bluff and counterplay of that matchup where you're trying to engineer the best matchups. Now, uh, Charles and I didn't have the sort of mental bandwidth to work out a matchup process for teams of five as opposed to four or six or eight. Um, so I suggested that we just randomly roll up. Um, so I did. Um, and I would have to say that I was very, very happy with the matchups that we as Team New Zealand got. I don't think I could have hand-picked a better set of matchups for us.
0: So, how did that go for Seth? <coughs> All right. Oh no, 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 no. Have Liam? Have we told who? Uh, what our our armies were? So we we know oh, the- our armies were. So. The
1: captain had um, Spite and you only had like one or two practice games before this, correct? I think I had maybe one or two. Yeah, I had one or two practice games. That's my excuse, people. guys. In, but that's my excuse. Um, And then we had myself with Sylvan F. Hayden with Sylvan F. Um, and then we had Sam Morgan's narrative. I emphasize the word narrative list of mixed order. And then Paul Gritzy's Swift Hawk And yeah, that was our armies. I haven't missed anyone, no. And yeah, so yeah, so pretty much that was our army. So we had quite a lot of trees actually in all these teams. Out of did we have like four out of the ten armies?
3: Yeah. So we had we had four out of ten were Sylvaneth, and there were only six Sylvaneth armies in the two hundred players at come So a single Grimgast.
1: Us- most of us, <laughs> yeah, not a single well, Grimgast. There was a single Grimgast inside, and it was glorious. It was glorious. Um,
0: yeah. uh, so it didn't,
3: it didn't turn out to be very representative of the CanCon field. No, I think uh, LVO
0: would... I thought it's was LVO. LLV would have a... Um, like he, he, He'd have a statistical blowout uh, for not seeing the meta. So uh, we definitely blew that one out. So
1: many trees. <laughs> what?
0: But, yeah. So so um, let's start the start. So let's talk about like the results. So... Um, Obviously, we had the the matchups, and uh, the results started coming in. And uh, Liam, Liam and Seth, you guys were the first game to finish your outcome. Let's talk the game. It might go as long as the game actually happened.
1: We play quickly. That's why we finished first. Um, Seth, how not you explain what happened? Like,
0: how did you, what did you see on your side of the table? So this is Seth's, Seth's, um, what? got the gloom spike gets with spiders versus yep. Liam's silver death. Yep. So,
2: um, I asked a ton of questions the night before to Lee <laughs> about how this would go. Right. And he kept warning me about Dirthu and the uh, witch bomb and all these things. Not once did he. Not once did he mention that you could redeploy and get plus three to your charge and and take my objectives on turn one. Um, we played. We played better part of valor, I should say. Yeah, um,
1: part valor, my least favorite
2: scenario. Yeah. Yep. Um, Liam took the first turn like he should with one drop, and he just uh, swarmed my side of the board and burned the objectives. He didn't kill too much stuff. He just positioned himself correctly to outnumber me on the points, and he burned them all six in the first turn. So we played for 20 minutes and I didn't even get a chance to go. And the game was over. But um, I take solace in knowing that if we had played the game out, I would have taken your army off the table. Oh, um,
1: like, but that's not really – we're not playing
2: 40K, right? Yeah. So that doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, like um, – yeah, so, so we got Sean on the chat saying, such a bad match for anyone with Liam on that mission. And I was like, and we did say that after the, our game. I was like, it is a terrible matchup. And then we also worked out that if you actually deployed your spiders, yeah, on them because yeah, just letting anyone know, if Seth actually had three big spiders. If you actually put them on the objective, it would have been harder for me to get them off. Yeah, it's,
2: um, that's hindsight. It's all good. It, like, yeah. like I said, I wasn't was learning I wasn't too stressed about it, man. Like I was just there to have a good time. Um, the game was over quick. Is what it is. Um. And then I, then had great, I had a great, play. I had a great time playing you. Like you're an absolute gent and uh, a legend. And then after we, our game was over, we got to walk around and talk shit to everyone else. So I mean, right? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So,
0: so currently yeah. we're up. Australia's up one nil. Um, we go into the next match. Charles Charles, is- I also just say Charles was over the moon how quick that game. He goes, awesome. Let's hopefully everyone else is like that. I'm like, I hardly doubt
1: anyone's gonna be like that game.
2: Yeah, well, we sort of um, knew the night before that if there was a sure loss in, in the matchups, it would be me. Like, I knew I was climbing uphill real hard. So, um, not saying I didn't try, because I did. Well, I didn't get a chance to. But, it like, we knew it was – I knew it was going to go that way. So, I wasn't fussed about it at all. I just I, – and I knew that everyone else on the New Zealand side had a good chance to win. Um I think maybe dan's game was the gonna be the closest and it ended up being the closest and he ended up pulling it out so but that's a spoiler
1: alert sorry that's all good um next game uh
0: dan do you want to talk about your game of hayden well that was the last game wasn't it that was that was that was the, the last one to finish it that was the, oh, I think right. the-
2: coach i think yeah. you and fraser
0: actually finished next I believe we were. So we're currently up one nil. Australia's feeling really confident. Uh Fraser's on the line. Uh I don't know if he's gonna talk or not or just interpretive dance, his results.
4: <laughs> no, I'll talk now. I just have a lot of background noise. So
0: That's right, just talk louder than them. So you and I were playing, you were I was playing as the gloom spite, so I had a uh, a goblin squeak heavy um gloom spite. You were playing a very narrative
4: Mm, very. The first role Defilement.
0: Even your wife or your kids or your worker, whoever's behind you is laughing at your narrative Thricefold. Oh, of
4: course they are. No one's behind me. I don't know about them.
0: It's a ghost. Yeah. So you and I were playing. So um, tell us tell us about the game. How did you find it? Uh, and be kind to me.
4: <laughs> I mean, considering it was my first game with the army, I kept getting shocked of how much damage I could push out. Um, however, versus Gloom Spice for the first time, it was also good fun figuring out how silly they can be with all the negative ones to hit.
0: So we were playing, what scenario were we playing? Um,
4: I believe we played Knife to the Heart.
0: We were, so we're playing a hero based so, scenario. Um, You've got three big fat heroes and I've got a bunch of grots. Yep. And I've got a big flying fat hero as well. It does help. Um, Knife to the Heart is
4: probably one of my favorite scenarios on the fact I can normally guarantee a minor victory at least.
0: Yep. Um, and it was super interesting because, um, I'd previously played, um, a thrice fold, uh, not in a hero based scenario. And, uh, it was definitely, I-, I think, you know, for, um, for Seth, who was like, this is an auto lose or a very hard lo- loss. Uh, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, how on earth do I protect myself? And, um, your uh, plague wind um was super strong uh just de- was deleting grots mm, that uh, on top of deluge did i, I, I think as
2: as a fellow gloom spike player i think um in that scenario against fraser's army you have to like just block him from getting to your objective like just put waves and waves of bodies in front of him make him chew through them in every turn that's really your only chance and then play for the minor i don't know if it's possible but that would have been my strategy
0: absolutely and um and the super interesting thing was uh while his plague wind was deleting those grots and making that smaller uh, i decided to cast a uh uh, the morx mighty mushroom into myself with a a big roll. i rolled 66 looking for that big roll. statistically it's between 18 to 21 i rolled 13. it was great (laughs) and i was ready to actually put him in my own grots to teach them a lesson until i think thomas holdsworth and a few others would like just put it somewhere else i'm like all right yeah. but i wanted to teach them a lesson i'm like do not do that shit again I, I can't afford that at cancon no of course not eat your own mushroom did it happen at cancon no it didn't actually oh. i remember i played um uh, i think it was game five <laughs> against andrew from uh from the failed charge into and i think i threw it like 30 inches so um it learned its lesson but uh, not, not not, well enough against um, Fraser. I think
4: the main thing in our game was just me getting that 10-inch charge at the very end to secure
0: the major. Like, so, we'll, so we'll rewind. So uh, I'm fighting for a minor. I'm, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm, I'm rallying, I'm retreating, I'm like just doing everything I can to stop uh, Fraser. And then he does this.
4: Yeah, so with the flying great unclean one, I got close enough to the board edge and summoned, I think it was just 10 plague bearers, um, nine inches out from his squid gobbler, which was the only thing near the objective. Um, then 10 inch charge, but I did have to use it at my last command point to reroll. However, as Seth was saying, holding me back, you did do that, but
0: I can also tarp it quite effectively as well. Uh, you played a great game. Uh, uh, I, I, kept, I kept a lot of your plague bearers uh, at the back for a while, but uh, ultimately those three Grand and clean ones, or Rodigus and the two, were, um, they were super strong. So you played mm-hmm. a great game. Yeah. So
1: that's currently one for New Zealand, one for Australia so far. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Sweet. Yeah. Uh, game three was that Lee. No, game three oh,
3: no. I was shooting and Paul.
0: Sean versus Swift Hawk? Oh yeah, I, go on.
3: I was just gonna say, I'm, I'm happy to cover that. So that was uh, Sean Bates with examples of Helmhammer versus Paul and his Swift Hawks. Um, and so naturally we thought, ha, huh, Swift Hawks, um, this is gonna be a win for us. Um, and Paul did a legendary effort. Um, so they were playing Border War in Shaish with the Aetherquake Aftershock Realmscape feature that gives a plus one to casting rolls. And basically, as you'd expect in in Border War, um, Paul just used his swift walk mobility from the outset. So he scored maximum points for the first three rounds of the game uh, to lead 15-4 at the top of turn three. Um, so this was effectively a replay for Sean of the game, that he, the uh, magnificent victory he had against Sam Morgan um, in the warm-up game before the Tasman Cup, um, where his opponent goes out to a massive, massive lead, um, and then Sean's got to pull himself back. Um, Sean, in terms of his Stormcast armies, always plays an army that needs all five turns in order to win, effectively. Um, it's always the issue with Stormcast, unless you're going full Alpha Strike or you have the, like, when they have Vanguard Wing or something like that. Basically, you need all five turns in order to maximize the damage output from the small number of models that you have. Um, so you that's very much how it plays. And mm. so, yeah. Sean basically pulled it back um got the points he needed in the bottom turn three and in turn four and it came down to the priority role going into turn five um paul got a five sean got a six uh classic warhammer story um, and uh yeah so that meant that we were now two one up after three games
1: that game was so entertaining to watch like it was awesome and i'm pretty sure even sean's face was just like what's going on here like how is Swift Hawk doing this? And then, yeah, I think we all were. We were like, how is Swift Hawk like, this, and then we saw for our CanCon, Swift Hawk was doing, like, did it got three majors for the first three games?
3: Yeah, three majors.
1: Yeah, so that's for Paul for showing that SwiftHawk is okay and they need to get a nerf ASAP. Um, but, yeah, it was awesome to watch. So, yeah, yeah, well, well so-
3: unfortunately, because then they're going to get the nerf when they're not going to actually have any models left in their army. Unfortunately, because <laughs> the... Um, what's happening
1: with the island of blood set, but hey, um, that's a, a topic for another show. <laughs> uh, rest in peace the
0: postman. So we're, we're, so we almost were up two nil, two, two one, but now it's uh, two, one to the Kiwis. Yep. Two, yeah. one to the Kiwis. Now, um, so pretty much the next game after this was
1: Sam versus Lee. Um, so this is Sam's narrative. I really emphasize the word um, narrative. Um, mix order, uh, which just has all the goodies in it, and they were playing relocating orb, um, and from what I could see was the relocating orb kept going close to, and also just letting you guys know, I think um, Lee was running a winterleaf with a lariel. Is that correct? With eels. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So pretty much, um, a really strong silver elf list going against a really strong mix order. Um, and with Relocating Orb's rules about, like, Wizards capturing and stuff, I think both Sam and Lee were trying to emphasize that rule when I was watching them play. And, yeah, so pretty much I think that game was pretty close. Like, they kept going up and up and up and up. And then the Relocation Orb at the very end um, was dead set in the middle, back in the middle. And Sam just retreated, like, ran his... um. Uh, evocators, or evocators, whatever you guys would like to call them, got them so they count as 20 or more models, and he literally <clears> said, and apparently throughout the whole entire game, Sam's like, I'm going to table you this turn, I'm going to table you this turn, I'm going to table you this turn, and just kept emphasizing that, and Lee's like, you said that
4: the last turn. And Sam, Sam, goes,
2: he, Sam exudes confidence, doesn't he? Oh, yeah.
4: He's like, I'm he, going to do it. He just
2: sweats <laughs> it out of his pores. I
4: think Sam's, Lee's been tabled once in this entire time playing Sylvanas, maybe twice now after Gangon.
1: Yeah, so I was just like, the fact that he just kept going, saying like, yep, yep, and then Lisa, like, he kept saying that, <laughs> but it's not happening. But um, I think I think Sam got either the major or minor win out of that. Um, I forgot which one it was, but it was honestly a really close game um, to watch. And it was actually one of the games that I just couldn't watch near the end. I was like, I was like I'm, done. Um, close. I,
2: I'm sure was done. I'm pretty sure it was a major win because of the way the orb bounced on the last turn. Yeah,
4: yeah. I think he only he, got about he, like two he,
2: points, though. So
1: yeah
4: he was, was just
2: able to block block lee from getting to it on if lee would have gotten to it on the bottom of the turn whatever they got to yeah probably not five if lee was playing but um at the bottom of the turn um he sam was able to block lee off and lee had like 10 dryads of of he had 10 dryads, three
1: kind of and a branch wraith. that was it yeah he had
2: bugger all left and i think it was all, all summoned stuff except, yeah. except for the wraith
1: yeah, so um, it was a really interesting game to watch, um, but yeah, so uh, so currently Australia's on two two, me so Australia's on two, New Zealand's on two. So we got the last game, which I think no one was expecting, but it was going to be this close for the Tasman Cup because I'm pretty sure both sides are pretty confident. So, um, Dan, uh, what what happens? Hey, so, b-
0: b- before Dan explains, I want I want to share a little story on what I heard from the table. Now, Dan, you you <laughs> hadn't played many games with your army. In fact, I believe it was a hashtag netlist uh, oh. from. Oh, didn't,
3: exactly. he, didn't, yeah. he,
0: didn't he also copy the list artwork from uh, Bad Dice?
3: Yeah, or look, if you're basically going to just take Laurie's list from the UK Masters, you might as well just take the image that is posted on the UK Masters site <laughs> and submit it.
0: Not only that, I had heard a rumour that you hadn't got to play many games and instead had spent one to two days of writing notes about how to play this army. So you were pure theory hammer.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like legitimately, For this was my sixth game of AOS 2.
0: (laughs) Against Hayden, who was at the Masters, who knows how to run his army, he's very competent. Very confident, very confident man against short shorts who's only played six games and his theory hammering everything. Dan, take us away. How did this please, game go? Yeah. go.
3: Yeah. Uh, given that this was the Silver Net mirror match, you would be unsurprised to find that it was the last game still running. <laughs> <laughs> um especially as i was running a a Winterleaf, so i was redeploying everything on turn one um, and hayden was running a null route where he was casting 11 spells a turn Um, so we were playing in uh three places apart um in haish with the dazzling glow realmscape feature which means that if you don't know what that is that's minus one to hit rolls against things which are in cover um so that meant a lot of highly negative to hit silver net units in cover um and so the whole dynamic of the game and i'd have to say at the outset um despite my lack of sort of match play or experience um i think my list was more suited to the scenario i if for two reasons one um we were both rocking a larial, but I also had the Phoenix. So I had a um, Cross Phoenix, which was going to, or Frost Phoenix, which was um, gonna sit on the middle objective um, and basically create this massive bubble where either he had to come into me um, and cast spells near me, or basically dance around. So I was just trying to create an area of negative effect in the middle of the board. So he's either gonna come and cast spells and that improves the armor save and resilience of my Phoenix in the middle of the board. Always got to move around. Um, so, th- a lot of this game was given the way our lists were built. A lot of this game was going to come down to who got the first turn. Um, I was lucky enough to get the roll off, um, so I got choice. Um, so, I dropped everything, um, took first turn, and redeployed onto the objectives. And I'll um, pause
0: you at this minute and tell you that Hayden says that this was your game to lose. He was oh, confident.
3: No, completely. As soon as I got that roll, it was completely and utterly my game to fuck up and lose. Um, But simply because of one, nature of the list and two, taking priority. So I was in the box seat and I spent the entire game shitting myself that I was gonna bottle it. And the reason why I was shitting myself was because Hayden was playing absolutely marvelously. So I said at the outset that I was trying to create a negative space in the middle of the board with which he either had to come in or avoid casting. And he went through four turns of a Nile Rootless, casting 11 spells a turn, and he never cast a single spell in the range of my Phoenix. So my Phoenix was on a five-up armor save for the entire game. Um, but despite that, he still managed to um, take out my main, uh, my branch race, which I run on. Uh, put on one of the objectives, surrounded by thirty drivers. So he neutralised that objective. Um, he threatened the lario. He switched his um, all his to go to the other side of the board um, to claim one of the objectives with the laryl, Um and then he concentrated his forces on the middle of the board. And so the whole story of the game after that, after all of that movement dance was whether or not Hayden's Dryads and Tree Lord were going to, uh, Tree Lord Ancient, were going to be able to take down my um, Phoenix on oh, my five-up save. Um, and look, it was swinging all over the show. Um, and if Hayden had activated some of his units in a different order, um, then he would have had the win. Um, I managed to keep my Phoenix alive with Regrowth. Um, just healing a couple of extra wounds as I needed to, um, but it came right down to the end. Um, and it, Hayden was a great guy to play. He played it by the seat of his pants, and despite it being my game to lose, he made it a really, really, really tight battle. Um, got it to tense, but it was a great end to the Tasman Cup.
1: So when I was watching that game, I was watching it and I was trying so hard not to be like a back, like backseat general. So I like literally tried to keep myself quiet. I'm like, cool. I'm not going to say anything because I really wanted, like, I wanted to see if Hayden was going to do what I did. And this is no, like, I understand, like, they were under, you guys were under time pressure and also everyone was watching you. So I totally understood um, what happened here. And I have to say, all he had to do was activate the Dryads before the Tree of a Ancient. And that would have been his game. Would you yeah. agree?
3: Yeah. Like, that's based all he had to do. But, um, look, we both there were both things where we made a couple of mistakes. Like I um, I made some deployment issues. I didn't move some of my characters that I, I should have done well in the first couple of turns So yeah. pure ring rust. So, like, but if I so- hadn't made those mistakes, I could have um, taken it early. But, no, it came down it's to true. that, and, yeah, Hayden could have won it.
1: It was still a great game to watch. Like, I was just like – um, and I hate him, like, I spoke to hate him afterwards. I was like, you know what he could have done? And he goes, this, like, he said, like, I should have done the Dryads first, then the Tree Lord. I was like, yep, cool. That's all you have to say. Perfect. Um, but yeah, also, Sylvan and Mirror matches, they just take forever. Um,
3: yeah,
1: they, do. they, they take forever. Um, but it's a matchup that some people <laughs> just have to take, like, I did during Cancon. So, um, yeah, but, <laughs> um, so that got you guys the win. Just just yeah, and very um,
3: proud we were too. um so that uh plaque is now sitting down in uh wellington um probably in sean's house um and we're going to get the plaque uh done up noting our glorious victory um and we'll put a few more on there for uh you guys to get a chance to take it back in future years
0: yeah i like these well, say years like it's yeah. not gonna take us that long we're gonna we're gonna send the best of the best at you guys next time so uh, like we're gonna call the <laughs> troops. Watch yourselves. Like this was a this was a charity event for us. Like we didn't want to, you know, kick your kick your ass too early. Um, and you know, uh, I know Liam. Uh, Liam and I were talking a lot. Like if we beat you guys too hard, um, you know, would light a fire and you'd win Cancon, and we couldn't let that happen. Um, so was- uh, either that or we wouldn't come back next year. i to say Sean was pretty close taking out
1: Cancon. He got a few wins on the weekend, like a, like a lot. And uh, then he got she- pulled in.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, Q, you free, Q, Q Fraser. Q Fraser. Yeah, Here I'm the one that Fraser. got the most points of the New Zealand <laughs> players. Okay, sorry. As I said, you guys were pretty close at taking out Cancon. Sean sure yeah. just got more secondaries. Ah, yeah. they yeah.
1: oh, yeah. I yeah. yeah, sports. And sports boots. Yeah, so you guys took best sports. Yeah, you guys, you guys did fine. You guys did great. All right, well, I, well, took, I, I took, took best sports. sports. Second best, actually. So it's pretty much Australia just has to come over, and we're going to take some of your trophies away from you. So may sounds good. Come on, may. yeah. Liam's yeah, coming well, over to get the sports
0: from New Zealand. Yeah, All right. right. Yeah. <laughs> See how that goes. So um, let's talk. Let's talk. Cancon. Let's talk. You know. So we've you, you've had a, a very successful campaign. You've uh, you've taken away the Trans Tasman Cup. War uh, Wargamer had done some interviews and some coverage, and. Um, had some good laughs and there's some photos going around. So what were your, you know, instead of going through like each game at CanCon, because I think we'll be here till till the next CanCon, um, how did you find CanCon overall and the Australian, you know, quote unquote meta? Like what were your observations? How did you find it? Your players, your interactions, just whatever comes to mind.
2: I'll go first. I'll jump on this. Um uh, CanCon overall was hands down um, my best wargaming experience in my life. Um, it was amazing. Uh, from the word go, like from the travel, getting on the plane, getting in the car, driving from Sydney to Canberra, seeing things i would never seen before, like kangaroos and shit. Um, and then the, the, the social aspect of it I cannot, I, I could not speak on that well enough. Like the social aspect is what put it over the top. Like the tournament itself was great and was well run by Clinton, all, all those guys. And I had um, five really good games and um, one marginal game, but uh, it was the, the tournament itself was great. But the social aspect and meeting all the guys and people that I only interact with on the Internet. Um, and then, you know, they walk up to me and they say, hey, you know, Seth, blah, 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 or they introduce themselves as their name and then they say their Twitter handle or whatever it may be. And then I recognize who they are. And then, you know, we're like best mates after that. But that whole part of it, like it was almost like going to summer camp, man. It was really great. Like it was cool. I had a really good time. Um, and like I said before, I'll go every
0: year until I can't. So. That's right. Right. Dan, what were your observations? Because uh, obviously you weren't playing at CanCon; you were running around, watching games, and taking notes. What did what did you see um, from your interactions? And you know, was there anything quirky that Australia is doing that maybe either the rest of the world or at least New Zealand you hadn't seen before? Or are we, are we the same?
3: Okay, let's try and pull some threads out. Then to be one, <laughs> let's, um, let's rip them apart. <laughs> Uh look, putting aside uh privateers and um agents um and whatever the hell Ryan was running in his Beast of Chaos list. we also uh, had
0: the what the one Ever Chosen Army, I think, as well.
3: Yep, the one ever chosen army. There's look, the, always um, that
0: one guy though. Isn't
1: sorry, it? There, Liam. Yeah, isn't it always one guy that runs ever chosen?
3: Yeah, pretty much. The yeah. um the Setting aside those sort of statistical analyses, um the the thing that was interesting to see in the list was that you took defined known factions, but you played different builds of them. So you look at the Stormcast list that you had there. No one really had the Sure Charge bomb, but you still had plenty of um, Stormcast lists at the top of the tables. You had still plenty of Daughters of Cain lists, but none of them are the sort of copy and paste uh, Ben Savard Daughters of Cain list. Um, you've got a number of um, lists using different temples, uh, heavy snake builds. All of these are really good because you, what you're showing is you're demonstrating the strength of both of those books apart from those obvious top UK net builds. Um, so that was something really interesting. You see Matt with his- um, Gore Pilgrims list played incredibly well. You see Cancron with his KO list. Like So you've got people who are running top armies in different ways um, so that was really interesting to see from the sort of top end competitive level um, it was interesting to see on that painting and hobby side it was really interesting to see the sort of real top level um painting so isn't it danny and bront and um james lynch is it yeah. um, with his blades of corn army um, really really top level painting that would stand up against any literally anything I've seen in the UK or the US um, in terms of sort of consistent quality of painting across the armies. And the quality of painting across across a 200-player event, you expect there to be some sketchy painting. But I think the greatest thing for the pack was, you guys nailed it. Like there was, what, like a couple of flesh hounds on one table that were questionable um because they were sort of undercoated and that was about it and somehow they snuck through but like apart from that um and some comments about a couple of proxies but um apart from that the the quality of armies across the, the entire field was great um and the only other thing that i would sort of comment on as being different from what you see in you know, other tournaments around the world, and the only one that sort of comes a bit close to it was uh, the way that the South Coast GT used to run was um, the fact that you guys were bringing three pieces of terrain um, each onto the table. So each of the tables for people at home, each of the tables had six effectively about six pieces of terrain provided by the tournament organisers. And then each player brought three pieces on. And there was sort of a mini game before the game even started about the placement of the terrain and particular rules as to how you could place them now. I don't know how many players actually um, played those rules out in full as to how far from a table edge, how far from an objective, how far from another piece of terrain. What of
1: those I was, uh, was that you saw the top tier guys, like all the top players were following that because they knew it was a game. Yeah. Did that make sense? Like, I knew the, I think it was, like, on my fourth or fifth game, someone who was, like, mid, just bumped up for the mid-tables. He was like, oh, I get to place it on here. I'm like, no, no, you have to be six inches away. And he yeah. was like, oh, what? That's not in the pack. I'm like, yeah, it is. And I had to, like, and he was just, like, mind-blown. But that was, like, he was like, oh, so I can't actually fit it. I'm like, no, no, you, you literally have broader terrain piece I can't fit.
3: Yeah. And that was, one, that was one of the issues, right, is that some people were doing that and some people weren't. And some people sort of read half the pack and thought, um, great, I get to bring my own line of sight blocking terrain. So I'm going to take something that's two and a half foot high by one and a half feet and plonk it down in the middle of the board and um, bye bye shooting um, or block it. Like there was a guy who had sort of three dinner plate size pieces of terrain purely to um, not to deny sylvaneth any place for their woods um, and things like that. So but those people were very much the exception like most people brought three reasonable, good quality sized pieces of terrain. And the number right. of people who put so much effort in theming that terrain with their army, like the guy who got the award for his Iron Deepkin Waves, yeah. um, and the Aussie Wargamer with his, blooming I mean, what was it, tree houses and things that he'd sort of scratch built? He, like he, he had
0: developed a, a Bretonian Sylvaneth Lady of the Lake-style marsh uh display board and, and thematical terrain and um absolutely exceptional but use more adjectives please next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah needed yeah. like
1: a lot of and then i think we did and dan you probably saw this in your blog post when you're writing it and stuff is like we CanCon. i think you guys can all agree cancon wasn't just like a gaming tournament it was like a hobby tournament as well like there was yeah. like a side like yeah, the competitive players, the narrative players, and then you got the top tier hobbyists who are literally there to show off what they do in the hobby. Which I thought it was, was, the, really cool. it was impressive. The hobby, yeah. as it inspired you guys to improve your hobby. Like, have you guys like gone out of that? Being like, I needed like I want to reach to like a certain standard now. Like, I want to make a cool display board kind of thing. I'm uh, I, sure. have,
2: I haven't touched a model since I left Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: yeah, that's, that's a slip. <laughs> <laughs> Of
1: come, on, guys. come
3: on, come on. Yeah. The only other thing that I was going to pick up there from what you said, Liam, was the narrative element. So, this is something that has been uh, done at events, numerous events around the world, in order to try and have something that attracts the widest player base. So, you want something that's, as Liam was saying, you want something that's attractive for the competitive match play gamers. You want something that's attractive for the hobbyists. You want something that's attractive for narrative gamers. Um, and CanCon had the narrative bingo, so everybody got given a bingo card of a set of achievements um, at the beginning of the event and you crossed off the achievements as you did them and once you got the line you submitted the card and you went into a prize draw and I think what at the end of the event there was about 10 different people um, got their name drawn out and got a significant prize. Yeah, measure, uh, the
0: measured gaming boys uh, uh, have been laughing their ass off that Tristan got a, got a narrative event, uh, <laughs> a prize, and they've been taking the piss out of him, or at least on Bush Radio, they were taking the piss out of Tristan, the narrative gamer.
3: Good. Uh, it's like Laurie, the narrative gamer, with his Frost Phoenix um, because it's Winterleaf. Um, but the thing that I liked about that was the execution of it because it's a, it's an idea that has... We've seen at numerous events, but it was executed really well because you looked at the achievements on the card and with a couple of exceptions, pretty much they were all things either within your control or they were things that were positive. Like it wasn't like, ha ha, you just lost all your models and you got tabled." table to tick a box. Like it was none of this, are oh, you something bad's happened to you? So here's um, is a, is a
1: real bad thing
3: yeah, here's a sort of commiseration prize for the feel-bad thing. It was, all, it was all achievable, positive things. And with the exception of, I think, one or two armies in the 200-army field, they, they were achievable by all armies, so it wasn't tied to just particular builds. So everybody had a chance. So I think um, Clint and the team who put those together, they were really good, and I think uh, more events should copy it.
1: I reckon just, some events will be. Um, from what I've heard. Yeah, the narrative thing was really good.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, really. I think we, you, when you look at the narrative theme, it's been building over time. You know, the the guys at Raw and the guys at Neo, uh, the Nova. Um, uh, when I was at Blood and Glory, you know, Steve Wren doing Warhammer Achievements had positive and negative, um, but that was a very much like a narrative thing. And I think we're getting to this point where uh, we are finding that na- nice blend and we can really start catering something for everyone. and um i don't know about you guys but i know as i was playing my competitive games um i was still able to keep track of the bingo and it didn't seem like i was torn between competing for top prize competing for, for narrative i could do both and it was quite um quite an easy feat to keep on on, on track so I, I don't know did you did you feel the same
2: man i'll be honest i was way too hungover
0: <laughs> on saturday morning <laughs>
2: to, to think, I, to to think- say,
1: if it wasn't for seph right i would probably be more switched on on the saturday it was all sevens but i turned up hungover
2: yeah yeah i'll take credit for you well.
4: excuse but um,
1: can i was uh
2: by game three by my third game um so game one i was like super hungover i played lucky from dwellers um game two i had a negative experience so i wasn't <laughs> thinking about it then game three i let my opponent know um that i had a negative experience in game two and he was like, he was like the, you know, like your fat auntie that comes and gives you a hug when you're not feeling good. Except, you know, he wasn't fat. Like he was just like big and he was caring. And like, he was just wanted to give me the best experience that I could have.
0: And he was super awesome. And I like how totally you clarified like, that he wasn't fat and he, as opposed to he wasn't your auntie.
2: Well, he, that like, he wasn't obviously my auntie, but, um, he was so into the narrative thing. He pulled his card out, Right from the get-go before we even put was our it? models on the table it was uh pat pasquale bar bar barille what did he it? have him?
0: yeah yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's sick i played him yeah at, he was so great i played him at sydney slaughter and in one combat i killed 140 of his clan rats and i felt bad
3: <laughs> so <laughs> he, he
0: he's so a legend great. but he i got, don't he think, got, I think he looks at me the same way he got one of my best game votes but um
2: Before we even put our armies on the table, he pulled the card out and he was like, what do you got on here? And I'm like, shit, man. I don't know. I've had a rough morning, so I don't know what I got. I haven't even pulled it out. And he helped, like, literally helped me, like, go through them before our game started. And we marked them off. And yeah, I didn't get a strike by the end of the thing, but uh, he helped me
1: out. I'm going to be straight with you guys. I was way too competitive throughout the weekend, but I completely threw mine
4: out.
0: I completed mine and I forgot to put my name on it. yeah
4: i mean i did the thing of so, not
0: reading that card
4: yeah. i ended up yeah. having all but two of them done by the time i handed it in yeah freezer locked off every of single thing on the thing.
0: i did the same until clint came around and he goes you realize you only need to get a line i'm like oh i've been trying to get them all it was pokemon <laughs> yeah 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 i think that was my
4: like fifth round opponent who mentioned it oh you just need a line because i had like two lines at this point i'm just like there's two more i'm like I can't get one of them until the sixth game because my general needed to survive all six games.
0: <laughs> Love it. Oh so, anyway. so, you know, let's think about Australia versus New Zealand. Is there any ideas that you guys are thinking about or maybe you've told um, some local TOs in New Zealand, some ideas that maybe you want to bring over to, bring over to your communities or things that you noticed that uh, would be great to incorporate? besides an AOS villain?
3: We've got our fair share. Um, the, um, I thought the secondary objectives were well balanced. Um, and I'd be interested in your guys' thoughts because obviously you, I wasn't playing. You said um, they were, were balanced? I thought yeah. they were. That's right. no they're not. <laughs>
2: I know, no, I don't think that they were like crazy out of control but i think that um one point number one would be that there were only seven of them and there were six games so uh,
3: narrowing down
2: narrowing them down that hard made it, uh, that far made it really hard for some armies to achieve you know like you get to game 5 and you're like shit i got three left um what can i accomplish out of these three like what is possible versus the scenario because when Honestly, when you're playing game one and game two, you're not looking at game four or five or six to get, you know, you're looking at your secondary like oh, game six is this uh, scenario. I'll put this objective aside for that one. So by the time I got to the end of the second day, I was like, fuck, I don't have anything I can do. What do I do? You know, Um, and I also think that they were they were I think they were weighted heavily. That's my opinion. And that's biased because I only got three of them right um sean bates got all of his we finished with the same record right he got six secondaries i got three he finished 18th i finished 45th right and i understand there's a huge field and there has to be a tiebreaker i get that um i'm probably just a bit sour because i ended up on the short end of that stick but um
3: well, this is a way. Yeah, that
2: that's my opinion on those.
0: Where, where, where's your favorite sports, Seth? Where's that guy? He's there. It's, He's dead. Put He's some got dice. the prize. He's it's put, in the no. bin. He's not competing. Yeah, put
2: some put some dice on the board, and we'll have a good game. That's what it's about. But I'm um, I'm just analyzing now. I'm analytical, I, Seth.
1: I'm gonna let you know that some people in the Australian community don't like the secondary ejectors. Like I remember in a Sydney GT. Anthony had to deal with quite a bit of a backlash of it. Correct, so you had to deal with quite of a backlash from it.
0: Yeah, I um, yeah, and it's interesting that you are saying this, Seth, because um, at Sydney GT last year, um, I had nine. Uh, I gave everybody nine um secondaries, so there was a bit more of a um an option to kind of like you didn't find yourself at the last last game with only one or two up your sleeve. You still had a good variety. Um, I was targeting more of the average gamer like certainly you know obviously i had something for the top gamers but certainly i want to bring more of australian together and i i probably weighted my secondaries a lot higher than clint did but i think this year i'll i'll scale that back um and it's an interesting debate if um if you don't weight the secondaries high enough will people strive for them yeah. or as you've just said, if um you know it's very hard if someone has more wins than uh, than than somebody else, but if that that other person gets more secondaries, does it seem fair that the secondaries can bring you an equal or higher than someone who wins more I think that
2: I think that it just sort of the draw like it was random, they chose seven random ones or maybe they didn't maybe they had some plan, and there were six scenarios and they were worth four points each, right. So it's at 24 points on your score. Some armies are on the back foot to get those seven, right? Like it's going to be harder for some than it is for others. So I don't mind it being worth four points. Like that's, that was okay. But have nine or 12 to choose from that way that everyone has an equal opportunity to gain the four points per game. And, you know, cause i don't know maybe i can't get to your uh, to your territory and hold your objectives for one turn maybe that's not in in my army's strategy maybe i you know what i mean like it's it's it it narrowed it down really far and it made it really difficult for some people um not just speaking for myself i'm sure that others have the same opinion. as me there was 200 people there so
4: it's like even with mine like i chose behemoth at the right time because if you get a matchup where you don't have any more behemoths for the rest of the tournament, you've got to take that at risk. And then by the time I had domination where I had to make three units run, I only versed legions in a gash. So the chance of that happening was quite low.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, no, no, no it, it, It's an interesting conversation. And I think, um, When you start thinking of secondaries and the purpose of secondaries and you know do you just go with you know like how many layers do you need to apply to a large tournament when you've got win loss secondaries kill points um i I know there are some interesting people like joel McGraw who's in the chat who's got some interesting things happening in i think it's bush bash to kind of separate the pack and um not going the traditional route um but yeah it's 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 a fascinating discussion but uh, but certainly, some ways to break up the pack is something you might take with you. Um, Dan, I know you've got to run in a minute. I know, um, you know, being a Warhammer hero, you can only grace us uh, with a certain amount of presence. And I haven't paid you longer than an hour. You've been charging by the hour. So uh, yeah. the fact that he's given us extra eight minutes is is uh, just a testament yeah. to his. He's a lawyer, so.
3: It's
0: a it's, uh, six-minute segments. Yeah, six-minute um, six, uh, six uh, billable minutes. Uh, I've worked with lawyers, so uh, very familiar. Um, any other observations before you have to run or any shout-outs before um, you've got to disappear, mate? Look, I,
3: I, in terms of observations, not really. The... Um I shout out thanks again to Clinton, the entire Herald's team for the fabulous hosts that those guys were uh, The Australian community you guys treated us like Kings really um, And it was great hanging out with everybody um, from as far north as Cairns and Randy in Tasmania and uh, Sydney crew in the Melbourne and measured lads My daughter is still running around in her measured shirt so <laughs> loving her pink tropical dress um, that she's wearing, um, so she loves it. Um, it was amazing, the Australian scene was so, so good to us. Um, and um, thanks to Rob and the guys for giving me the opportunity to take part stream, barrel around um, and have a blast watching Rob, Dan, and Nathan do their thing. Um, those guys were just showing, again, what good coverage can really do for an event, like, and, and a community as a whole, like, the what um, those guys put on was really, really good. they some no. best
0: in the bar. No, agreed, agreed. Um, and you, you know, for anyone who's joined us late, uh, Dan was showing off two sexy new books that he's received. One for Scaven, one for uh, Flesh Eater Courts 2.0. Um, when can we expect to see some beautiful, juicy content? Uh, I know you've been working on it. Sneak peek yeah, for I've us? What's going idea. on?
3: I was doing the Flesh Eaters uh, Battle review this evening, but then uh, decided I'd join you guys, so it's delayed a few more hours as a result of that. Um, flesh Eaters should be up tomorrow morning, first half of the day, um, and Skaven will probably be Friday. There's a lot of stuff in the Skaven book. Um, I'm gonna try, with both of these reviews, I'm gonna try and do what I usually do, which is, um, Cover all, look, what's the overview? What are the things that you need to know for each of these armies? How have they changed? What are the main play styles? What are the things that you're looking for? What's broken as fuck in them? Um, the, um, sorry, I can't remember if this is PG-13. It's, um, it's you're, you're a
0: Warhammer hero, so you do whatever you want. <laughs>
3: um, what's the best that, how do the allegiance abilities work? What's the pick of them? What's the pick of the command traits? What's the pick of the artifacts? Um, how do the spells work? and sort of what are the potential builds. So I've got a couple of potential builds for Flesh Eater courts for different ways of running it, uh, Tip, by Lots of Big Beasties, um, and then um, uh, two or three different builds that I'm thinking about for Skaven. Um, but as we were talking earlier, I'm really keen to see what um, Dan Brewer Cox for Skaven because he was uh, set me on it. The
1: list, the list is sending me, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at all my armies, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm screwed. I'm well, out.
3: I, I want to see what comes out of saying,
1: it. You, you just need to
2: have like three start collecting boxes for oh, oh,
3: yeah.
0: Good. That's um, all you need. I've got four. I bought four uh, from Warhammer Worlds, and I have. You're going to be world
2: champion. Of... I, have the,
0: I have the Royal menagerie. I don't know if you guys can see, but I've got. Uh, three terror geists and now two zombie dragons. So uh, I'll give, I'll give that was a, what I was running in AOS heart 1. Heartache. I had that in AOS 1, so I'm not a bad yeah, it Yeah,
1: before it became the meta. Yeah. Um, the only now, thing
3: you're going to need to do is buy two of those Carrion Empire boxes so you can <laughs> have two arch regions.
1: Now, Dan, we made... not name
3: that guy? Give him a name so he can't take two. That's...
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> um... What I was going to say was Dan. So we may or may not see you at. I may or may not see you at Notorious GT. May or may not.
3: I'm going to try. Like I've got. Um, I've got air points. So as long as I can sort the leave, um, pass at home. Okay. Do we need?
2: To, do we need to start a GoFundMe page to get?
3: We Dan will start. We'll start a GoFundMe
2: page <laughs> to get Dan from Auckland to Wellington on no. a
3: bus. <laughs> no, no, I I, I can afford that trip. Thank you very yeah.
1: much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, okay, cool. Yeah, because I'm still thinking, because at the moment I have no grudge yet, and I'm still, if you're going, I would totally would like to do a grudge.
3: Yeah, well, if I'm there, it's on, mate.
1: Done. Mate, cool. mate, mate, if Dan doesn't go, you're grudging me. Oh, shit. That's
2: how it works. Yes.
4: <laughs> better part of Valor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there
2: it is. Right there. No, we're not playing better part of Valor. Nah,
1: i <laughs> You don't even know what I'm playing yet. <laughs> it might be some mesh. Mm
2: -hmm. That's fine. They can't be faster than your winter leaf.
1: Uh Oh.
3: Yes,
0: they can
3: be. Uh, be. They're considerably faster.
0: (laughs) right I'm gonna I'm gonna herd the cats back. I'm gonna reel you guys back in. So Dan, if you have to drop off, thank you very much. Uh reel you in. Uh let's talk about the New Zealand scene before we get into events and around the ground. So um Liam, Liam's going over to New Zealand soon. Uh, there's a whole range of people who are currently watching now or in future. What's New Zealand's look like? What's the, what's the gaming scape like? like? Tell us about your community. I know um, so I've, you've got a great, um, a great Facebook group. Uh, people like Nathan Smith are, are very active and you know, you've got a really good group, but what do we need to know and why should people come to your events?
2: Yeah, let's uh, uh Fraser speak on that first as a TO because Fraser's been yeah. a TO of some of the largest events in the country so yeah
0: so for our scene
4: we tend to while we get a good turnout we do have the same sort of thing you guys do and the fact that we'll have people coming over for narrative people coming over just to play or some people like uh, Sloan or Bo who are mainly there for hobby reasons um aside from that most of our tournaments are now starting to include the secondaries from the um, Warhammer community page, along with a painting rubric, which we might be copying a bit more to a higher standard as ours used to be a bit subpar, but it was enough to make people paint full, full armies. Cool.
1: Yeah, so so quickly, um, what's okay, the go. average number of people attending your like large tournaments? Like, what's the average so number?
4: Our large tournaments tend to be about 26 to 32 players um, good. at the moment we don't have the south island scene coming up with me moving down there i am going to push that like hell cool
2: yeah it's pre- it's real difficult um because uh christchurch has like a burgeoning scene like christchurch is they have probably as many players as we do in a north island yeah um however we may as well be two different countries You you know what I mean? Like it's like if Tasmania had like a hundred-player tournament. It's
1: like Western Australia. Everyone else, it should be its own country.
2: Yeah, Um, and it's it's difficult because it's it's not expensive to get there. It's the logistics of going there. You can't just get in your car and go. go. Well, you can, but you'll pay more than you would if you flew um, to get on a ferry. So um, the goal would be to combine the two islands into one scene
3: because
2: uh, yeah. they just they just had a team tournament like two weeks ago and they had 24 players yeah um, and it was like a one-day thing right it was and it was one day 24 players so how many teams is that 12 that's pretty sick
4: yeah i think oh. the Christchurch scene is tending to get around 20 players plus per tournament um they Uh, We've been moving down south, and I know the Dunedin scene is big, but they just don't have any tournaments run down there, so I'll push that. And then once we get both Dunedin and Christchurch scenes interacting, um, that's when we might be able to get tournaments that the North Island players are willing to travel for. And then by showing that, we can get the South Island players traveling up. Because in the past, we have had me... Uh, Nick Gibson and Jonathan Inser, we've traveled down to the South Islands and some of the hobby down there, the players, they're all top-notch lads.
0: Cool. So what can we expect? So uh, I'm interested in signing up to a Kiwi event. Uh, what do I expect coming over? Is it is it the same thing as a regular club meet or uh, is it little nuances that New Zealand has that uh, may surprise and delight? So
2: I don't know. It may, may be best for me to speak on this as a foreigner, right? Because yeah. I know, right? I, like I, I know how things were in the states, and, and now I'm here. Um, so how it works in New Zealand usually is, and it probably worked for you guys when you come over. Is lots of guys will um, get together and they'll rent a house for the weekend. So it'll be like, I'll talk about the last tournament we had, which was Masters. We had 13. How many do we have, Fraser? 13 or 14 players? Um,
4: I think we had 13 players staying in one house.
2: Yeah, 13 of the Masters players, and there was 20 in the field. 13 of us were in one place. Um, Yeah. And so that's usually how we roll because our tournaments are not massive, right? Like we can just go rent someone's house or beach house or whatever, whatever it may be for the weekend. And it might cost us 20 or 30 bucks each to rent this place and we'll yeah. all stay together. And it's just like, honestly, it's like you go, you you have a massive party for the weekend with your mates and you play Warhammer on during the day, if you can be fucked to get up. But, um, so it's, it's really personal. The scene is really personal. Um, you're not going to get a CanCon where there's 200 players, obviously. You're not going to get a Sydney GT where there's 60 players, but you might get 35 players or 40 players, and 15 of them are in the same place, and they're carpooling together, and they're hanging out and you know playing Cards Against Humanity at night or Munchkin or they're slapping a the goon bag. You know, it's, it's a good time. Like it, that's, I think that's what it is here. It's not so much like, um, I do this hobby because I want to be the best at the hobby or I do this because I want to win all the tournaments. Like some guys obviously feel that way, but really it's, I do this because I like to hang out with the boys and I like to have a boys weekend and I like to go to have a, it's almost like a fraternity. I don't know if you guys know what those are um in the southern hemisphere but it's like you know you just get with the boys you hang out drink some booze get some food play games you all have things in common and, and you just chill and that's what it really is about yeah, yeah. That's it's cool. like
4: yeah. even the like even when we go away and we're not with like say when um me sean and a few others will travel up to hamilton to do one of the tournaments there we still know everyone in that scene so it's still the exact same experience, since that's how close knit our community is. And even if we have some of the Auckland boys travel down, we still treat them as if we like, as if they're that, as close as like people that we play with on a weekly basis. So it's just a real close knit community that treats everyone with like the utmost respect. Yeah, yeah, you'll yeah, we be welcomed yeah. very, very to a proper Kiwi standard. Yeah, bro, you'd
2: be a a fucking superstar when you come over, guaranteed.
0: And I have, I have seen. Like, I remember, you know, I think Liam and I, Liam and I, spoken about the the house at the Masters, and you know, the fact that you think of Masters, which is like the top of the top, most competitive, you know, cutthroat at times. Yet all, you know, all of you lads are staying in the same house, um, which is crazy. So, so for me, like, you know, you you, you can't really have like a bad game because I'm now, this guy might be cooking my food. This guy, um, like, who knows what's going on, but you guys are all mates. And um, I think that sounds really interesting um, and very foreign. I I imagine that is unusual for most tournaments.
2: You can't, like I said, we just recorded a a podcast last night for um, Notorious uh, Age of Sigmar. And one of the points I brought up was that um, in New Zealand, the scene is so personal, you know, like, you know, everyone and everyone that you see at this tournament is going to be at the next tournament and the next tournament and the next one and the last one before that, you know, like you, you see them every single time. So you build these relationships with them and. sometimes it gets tiresome because you know obviously personalities will will clash um but for the most part everyone here 99 percent of the guys here are absolutely amazing and um they're not just dudes i play games with like they're my friends because i came from another country i know no one except for the people i work with and the guys i play games with so these dudes are like my friends and it's it's i couldn't ask for better better guys to play with so yeah, so sweet. if
0: I let, let's say uh hypothetically I'm somebody watching this stream and I'm I'm really interested in going to New Zealand and um I want to get a part of this this community, this bond, how do I how do I get into this community without actually being in it? Like is there a group? Is should I just use Twitter? Should I just rock up and hope to make friends? So most of the major places have a Gaming Club. So
4: Wellington we've got the Freebooters. Um Palmy's got Praetorians.
2: Yep.
4: Auckland has yeah, Model right. Citizens. Um, Christchurch. I don't think they have a fancy name for theirs, but I know they have a group. <laughs> um, but you can even do that or we do have the overarching Age of Sigma New Zealand or Age of Sigma Wellington pages. So those yep. would be the best ways to get in there. All we have Go to do
1: to New Zealand,
3: Zealand. pages.
4: There's one overarching New yeah, Zealand page. Yeah. And then we've normally got... We've just... Uh, Aiden has just created one for Wellington. Um, and then there's one for Auckland, one for Christchurch. Or um, Wellington,
2: Wellington or the lower North Island is where yeah. the majority of the player base is located. So um, they've created a, a page that is called Age of Sigmar Wellington, similar to Age of Sigmar Sydney that you guys have. Um, and it's just growing really quickly there's lots of of every single day you know like it's it's a it's a proper page so those are the two pages you should check out the um overarching one like uh fraser mentioned and the wellington one
1: sweet um what i was going to say was um when you guys were talking about like everyone hanging out and everything and like also how your community starts growing. Cause I so think you guys know, like, I don't know if you guys know about this, but like CanCon, first CanCon started with 50 players. I think it was, right, Magro?
0: Yeah. We had, um, uh, after dropouts, I think we ended about 40, 48. Um, yeah.
1: and then, um, and then after that, I remember the first interstate tournament that I went to was Brisbane with, I think it was, uh, what was it called again? Was it, Bris- it was it Bris- called Brisbane?
0: No, we had BrisCon. So,
1: Briscon, that's right. Bruce, we yeah. had Briscon, and I'm pretty sure fifteen, sixteen of the players were New South uh, Wales, wasn't it? I, it? was
0: twelve. I think it was 12, a contingency of twelve of us had come. Contingency
1: up. of twelve of us, and then that's like twelve out of the thirty players. So like we had a similar number to you guys at first, but it's just like I don't know how it grew so much.
0: In in respect, in actually, I might I might rewind you, Liam, because the very first tournament that we had technically interstate travel was the very first RCGT where James Mabry it and Chris amazing. Welfare had traveled yes. independently to Queensland. Uh, they had a great experience. We then had CanCon, then BreezeCon came up and then I think through Chris and through James, um, that was where I think Jet and Matt and you know there was a good group of Sydney guys who traveled. And I think yeah. um, that for us, I, if I if I reflect on, on the Australia group or at least uh, Sydney and Queensland, it came from Sydney going up to briscon good we um uh we took, we, most of the we took a lot of trophies and we did very well uh, i think Bruar, Je- I mean, there was a lot of people matt i think there was a matt, lot of good, uh, good representation
1: yeah
0: and i think that started where all of a sudden the queensland is like well if you guys are going to come up and and you know kick our butt we're going to come back and kick your butt and i know um yep. lots of you know uh the master dave kerr and you know, we've had uh, Hayden and there's all these plays have come down to us and I think that, that interstate back and forth. And I think you guys coming over is a great example and hopefully some people will go, well, we're going to go to there and, you know, kick your butt. And then you guys, well, we're going to kick I, your butt. And that friendly... I'm, that I'm so excited New Zealand. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Yeah, well, a lot of it was
2: for, for us to go over, a lot of it was to spur this sort of inter content country rivalry like we went over to get you guys to come over because we show you that we'll come over and play with you because i mean at the end of the day we're a little brother right we really are but you guys are four times larger than us or five times larger than us so we have to show you that we we're willing to play too so
1: yeah and we appreciate that like honestly um and also seeing how you guys play warham is always interesting um, and also, you guys have masters around the same time as we do. Is that right? Ours was, I think, a week before yours, or maybe the no, the same weekend, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, no. Um, when, ours is always the first weekend of December. Those so ours. Yeah. No, but I think I
2: think that no, I think we went home. Yeah, we went home and we got it on the on the laptop. Yeah. So we it. Watched the...
0: Yeah, it was the same Crip. weekend, but you guys are obviously ahead ahead of us. So yeah. I think you were still in game three. But
1: yeah. Um, Thank you. I, I always find it interesting comparing the lists and stuff that you guys take over there to what we take and then seeing you guys come over here and, like, taking some kind of list, like, for example, Fraser rocking up with that noble list. I was like, oh, shit, he knows what he's doing. Honestly,
2: hey, if you look at our if our Tasman team, I came the worst of everyone, and I was 45th. Right? Yeah. Where did What what place did you finish Lynn? In what?
1: In oh, Can- let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Um. anyway. You know,
4: uh, I think it was below forty-five. All right. So, guys. Yeah. What, yeah. Uh, Coach, listen. Like, what about
1: you? Ninety-five. I think it was ninety-five. I was like
0: right on the middle. Coach, are you going to own up to it? Where'd you come? Listen here. Um, <laughs> first off, you're on my channel, so be quiet. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, we were charitable. Third yeah. thing. No. Yes, you were.
2: You were. You were charitable.
0: Third thing. Uh, no, we were charitable to you. We didn't want you to, you know, you guys are coming over, you know, you want to build your brand. The last thing we want is to build a brand that's like, you guys are easy wins. And you, you know, you're, speaking for, you're speaking for every Australian right now. Literally, I am every absolutely Australian. On behalf of yeah, Australia, right. we were charitable to you. We let you in best sports. We let you guys go really well. Uh, we build your confidence up just like, we, like, uh, I'm the eldest of, of like five brothers, uh, actually yeah. six, I'm six. Um. Hopefully, not, hopefully, one of them doesn't watch and knows that I miss them. But you know, you build the confidence up on your little brother. You make them feel good about themselves, and you know, you let them win occasionally. Then, when they're when they're confident and they get like a little arrogant and cocky and they start giving you shit, you smack them and you, yeah. you whip them. And I think that's what we're gonna do at Notorious GT. We're or, waiting for. Uh, it. Yeah, we, we, we've sent our best, Liam. Uh, so that we've got let my, me ask we, you a
2: question, Coach. Why are you
0: not coming to Notorious GT? Is there uh, a Well, I'm going to Adepticon in a couple of weeks. And uh, same reason close, I'm going hey. to SA GT. So I think for me to ask the wife, oh, by the way, I'm just going to go to New Zealand as well as I've just come back from America. Just bring her uh, with you. <laughs> it's about timing. It's about... Yeah. But, like for me, like if I think about my hobby goals, um, going to New Zealand is definitely one. Um, going to uh, Bendigo and playing with the Measured Boys is definitely one. Um, there's a few others like the Runax. There's, de- but New Zealand uh, is definitely an event that I would like to go to. Um, yeah. Either to go see Lord of the Rings, go see uh, obviously play Sigma, and also see some of the great city I've never been to. Um, to either of Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch. I've never been to either yeah, of Yeah, you don't either, want to so. skip Auckland. It's trash. Straight
4: up, just skip it. <laughs> Great players. But...
0: Yeah.
2: So you need to, like, honestly, you need to fly into, like, Hamilton and drive south. That's it. Fly into Hamilton, drive south, you'll see all of New Zealand. Fuck off. So, so here's a Hamilton. secret.
0: I don't drive. I don't drive in the eyes of the law. So I need my wife to drive. So that's where I need to like, negotiate. You can
2: catch a bus, man. It's all good. It's not
0: busing. It's not busing. The coach doesn't get a coach. It does. No, <laughs> it's <laughs> a train
2: No, if you if you hey, if you flew into Wellington, you could walk from the airport two hundred meters and be at Sean Bates's house. So you don't you don't need to worry about busing anywhere catching a cab or anything. Hilarious.
0: Good. <laughs> I, don't sure. I don't know what to say.
1: Well, I know Charles Buck is coming. Um, and yep. I'm you pretty and pretty Charles. Sure, And I'm pretty sure Tom Foldworth is coming in the chat. He goes, Oh, I'm coming over, Seth. Mike, that con hangover was your fault as much as yours was. So um, we'll see that if he decides to come. But yeah, I've been trying to rally the troops. I think there's a few people who are pretty keen. Uh, to come over we'd like, we'd like
2: to see I, I know a short notice but we'd like to see as many as we sent over like you know I, what i mean like that six, would be cool
0: six. okay
2: we sent so six, six yeah
0: six with james yeah. we had six so the, yeah. the, the, the the challenge is up guys australia uh it's time to step up and need uh four more. yeah we need four more yeah
1: uh, four more um, yeah, yeah. we well, got uh, you and four. charles that's it right now that are paid well, I'll see if we can speak to Brewer, and then you guys can learn how Skaven play. Um, yeah, catch I, I,
4: Brewer. Think, I think Mitch would have a heart hey, attack.
1: If Brewer comes over with the
2: Skaven, then it might wreck our entire country. Like, we might just fall into the Pacific. Well,
0: well if if, if uh, Thomas Holdsworth also goes over with his Skaven, uh, we might actually have a Nile. Is it a null hole? What's the hole called? hole. We um, might have a gnarl hole between Auckland and Sydney, and you guys might be, we might teleport very quickly. So, um, keen, keen. If people want to know where to find events for New Zealand, um, where do you guys post your stuff?
4: Um, so very most soon. of them get posted on the Age of Sigma New Zealand community page. Um, there is a, we'll have a New
0: Zealand age. I will just figure out what the exact. Uh, and while you do that, Dan, Dan AOS Shorts, even though he's dropped off, he's in the chat and he's saying that the uh, FYI uh, 2017 New Zealand Master was a Skaven player. So you might have a Skaven on Skaven grudge. Is that Aiden? No, that it's,
2: his name is Julian. Ooh.
0: Was it Skyre?
2: Yes, it was Skaire. Yeah,
4: think, I think it was that double Goutfire. Goutfire. Yeah, yeah but, it was Goutfire with some gutter runners. Um which he did amazingly with in one of his games to stop an opponent. He is, yeah, he's he's a
2: uh, meme. He's a meme here in New Zealand, actually. He's a meme, okay. Yes, he is. He beat his opponent so quickly, he went out and did yoga and had an ice cream and ate fish, fish and chips. chips. Like restaurant yeah. fish
4: and chips. We're not talking <laughs> takeaway fish and chips, dear people. <laughs> and
2: and then also- came, back, and they came back for his game, too. I'm also yep.
0: kindly reminded we can find events at aosevents.org and uh dot Thank you, Dan. Yep. Yeah, There's- I love how, Dan, I love how Dan's
1: not on here, but he's still promoting his website. Like he's <laughs> probably like he's probably texting while driving,
0: to he-
1: be honest <laughs> with you. And I used, well, he can message me later. I'm gonna say, Dan, if you're driving, please, we'd need you alive from our grudge. Mm. But I wanna buy spiders again. But yeah, um,
2: um, you I just think, don't want to play me. That's all.
1: I would like to play not spiders. There uh, <laughs> um,
2: Will be no spiders on the board. I promise you that. If,
0: especially if you're rocking over a dice rolling app. Look, if, yes, I, I will. Fast be. forward, go fast on. forward, fast forward. We're not getting into that. I'm not getting any hate mail. If you want to talk about dice apps, go onto Twitter. <laughs> Liam, Liam has been uh, has has posted some very uh, thought provoking content. Uh, you go there. Go to Shadowhammer. Not not here. Uh but <laughs> Seth was ready. <laughs> uh, anyways. Always um, always ready.
4: Wait, what's the snow that's rolling ups? Uh, fast forward. Fast forward.
1: Fast forwarding. Anyways, um, I'll see how many more troops I can rally. I do know Nathan was keen, the Space Wolf Stormcast player. Um he's okay with me calling it that, by the way. Um so yeah. Um I know he was pretty keen. So we'll see what else we can. I think we'll just be a hang hangout with plus Charles. <laughs>
4: What? The you, you were
1: a bit muddled. Sorry. I was going to say. I think I'll see how many more of the Clan Self guys will come, um, and plus Charles
0: the Notorious. Oh, yeah. We, right, we need them. six. We need six. So maybe think, uh, maybe you guys can keep a running tally of how many people sign I up. I think
2: we. I don't know how to put it like in in like smart people terms, but <laughs>
0: I think I
2: think that our our scene is so small yet so competitive that we're really concentrated. Does that make sense?
0: You're like orange Anyone? juice in a little container. You're not like what? the yeah. two liter container. You're like a small portion. You put some milk and the milk, milk and orange juice, uh, <laughs> uh, water, water and orange juice concentrate and you get bigger. Yeah. But no water. Yeah. yeah no water, water here. Yeah. yeah you're the concentrate you are like you're small and you pack a punch. So don't drink it so, yet yeah. because,
2: well, like, our scene is, is how many, how, what's the population in Australia right now? 20 million, something?
0: Sure, let's go with that. I, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, we're,
2: we're 4 million. We're 4 million, right? Is
0: that including sheep?
2: No, it's Just not. Double checking. No, I saw your sheep, and they're scraggly as hell. You should be embarrassed
0: about those sheep. It is it that FCA. dummy sheet. They're, they're a dummy sheet. So um, we're
4: four point seven million. You guys are twenty four point six million.
2: Yeah. So what's that? Five times, roughly. Roughly, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what is it? You had two hundred at CanCon. If we get forty at an event here, it's the same, relatively yeah. speaking, right? That's that's maths.
0: I can I can't argue with maths.
2: Yeah. So. Fraser, how many did you have at CTA?
4: Uh, we had 32 sign up, 28 and ended up, oh, I think it was 26 ended up actually being there due to two dropouts on the Friday night.
2: Love it. I, I was there still on Sunday. I didn't drop out.
4: Nah, you're a legend. <laughs> Albeit we did get home at like four in the morning.
2: I woke up at I woke up at 8.05 and my game was at 8.15.
4: After me and Cameron slapping you how many times?
2: Anyway. It, but you see the point. Like we're we're a much smaller population. We're isolated because we're island. But we yet yeah, we get thirty people at our tournament. So,
0: so to wrap up this segment, I feel like guys and girls uh definitely consider new zealand event uh on your schedule i think you will go there have an amazing time these boys uh, all three both dan seth and fraser have been wonderful representations of the community and i can only imagine after meeting lee after meeting james after meeting all of the crew uh you will go over and have a great time if people are looking to learn more um in the in the channel description or in the show description i have both um the the twitter handle so you can reach out to these guys um find the the facebook group um so definitely check it out put it on your schedule either this year or next year uh make plans i think you'll uh, really enjoy yourself um before we start wrapping up, we have around the grounds, which is our opportunity to talk about some of the, the latest c- content that's been published in our communities, as well as, um, uh, events that might be coming up. So, uh, I'll do a quick round the grounds. We've had, um, uh, I, I don't know if you guys have listened to these yet, but, um, Heralds of War, Failed Charge, Measured Gaming have all put up their con- their CanCon wrap ups, which have all been, um, fantastic. Have any of you listened to their, um, their wrap ups just yet?
1: I've listened to a, some of it. I've been just chopping and changing um, all of them. They've been good. Really good.
0: Definitely check them out. Um, Mortally Wounded uh, podcast. They've put out two podcasts recently. One which has been around uh, from, from Brant, who's um, yeah. the Best Painted. Um, they did an episode with Best Painted, as well as uh, James did an interview with Michael Thompson and Matt Tyrrell uh, all about death. So that was a great um, podcast. Uh, Doom and Darkness on the YouTube side has put up a battle report. So, course, Mixed yeah. Chaos versus DOK, which is, by um, the way, a
1: really interesting matchup. Like uh, Doom's list was quite interesting, and I actually quite liked it. Like, um, he did a bit of Scaven, a bit of Smash, a bit of Beast of Chaos. It was a whole mix of cool stuff. So, yeah, really definitely, cool. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, against Collins, Daughter of the Kane, Yeah. Um, which is just filth. Um, it's beautiful. It. He, he um, it. It's
0: Cinderful Gaming, uh, Dad himself had a wonderful interview. I think it was last Saturday with, uh, Ken Kron himself, Alex Kron, yep. who went five and one, uh, with KO, which, uh, was pretty, pretty unheard of. Um, I think everyone has been saying shootings dead and, uh, KO were nerfed in, you know, two GHBs ago, but, um, Alex, Alex really showed why they're still a good army. Liam, you oh. get to say? by
1: the way, um, Dwellers, made a podcast as well
0: yep yep
1: Uh, they did one with rob Science, clint and everyone just after got recorded like on the night of cancon with dan who we just had on before um so they also made that um what else have i seen around the community i did see a interesting gofundme did you see that one
0: I did. Before we get oh, to the GoFundMe, I... there was two other YouTubes that I saw. Oh yeah, uh, Aussie the other two. Aussie Wargamer did a monthly chinwag, uh, pretty fun. Uh, it's the first time he's done that, so he's always a good laugh. Uh, always got something interesting to say. And Creaky Gamer, so Keith Von Keith, has been putting out some interesting content, some battle reports. He's got like a really cool vampire avatar that's been talking, which is pretty crack. Um, and he put up a painting up a chimera um, tutorial, which um, was fascinating. That's cool.
2: I need to check those out. Uh, we um, recorded we recorded an episode last night for uh, notorious Age of Sigmar about Cancon. I'm really? not sure when, when it'll be released, but it was recorded last night. Uh so in the next couple of days, few days, I'd guess. Um Sean just had surgery this morning. So he had to get his uh voice box fixed. Not sure what was wrong with it, but yeah. He's got he got a little thing done to it. So in the next few days I'm sure he's going to be sitting in, f- in front of his computer, but in the next few days it'll be up. So
0: that explains sure why bird. I've been, har- I've been harassing him for the last two weeks to do a, uh, a faction focused video with him, uh, Nathan Princey to do Stormcast. Uh, and he's been a bit resistant. Um, that explains why.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll retweet it and share it when that comes out. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm just trying to think what else I have seen.
0: And you said um, the, uh the GoFundMe. Let's talk about the GoFundMe.
1: Yeah. So. Pretty much, Rob Symes, um, so if anyone doesn't know, so Rob Symes came to CanCon with help over GoFundMe, which was raised by the Australian community, um, which was awesome, and that's our huge help from us. So Rob decided to do the same thing for one of our Aussie legends. So we did one for the UK legend, Rob Symes. So Rob Symes goes, hey, I want Clint, the pretty much, I would say, overlord of Australian Age of Sigma,
0: Oh, I don't know. He's, 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 Australia's like father. Joel, Joel might get upset for calling him an he's overlord. The,
1: no, no, wait, 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 wait. Joel is the <laughs> overlord of measured. That's on his Twitter handle. He's the overlord of measured. All right, all right. But I would say, um, overlord of Australian sigma or the father of Australian age of sigma. So Clint, he wants Clint over to play as Bobo. So there is a GoFundMe. I've retweeted it. So it's on my Twitter. Then anyone wants to find it, it's on the Honest War game have- and stuff. Yeah, so I'm literally waiting for my paycheck to come into this week to literally put in to get Clint over there, because I think Clint deserves a nice little Warhammer nerd holiday, especially the fact that he's already planning CanCon for 2020.
0: This man, man, the day after finishing CanCon, is writing up the players' pack and ideas for CanCon 2020, and he drove like 13 hours from Canberra to Toowoomba.
1: Yeah, 300.
0: 300.
1: Oh, trust me, we're trying 300, it's not working, it's not working. But yeah, so, yeah, so pretty much um, that's kind of going on at the moment. Um, I do know that the UK are super excited to meet Clint, so if anyone mm-hmm. wants or feels like Clint deserves an autumn holiday, do go support the GoFundMe. I know Rob Syms would mean a lot. I'm supporting it 100%.
0: It's been fascinating. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the backers for that. But there's a bunch of UK people who have actually put in money for Clint. Like I saw Tristan Gray. There's a whole bunch of them. Like These guys don't know Clint. Yet they're putting their money towards getting this guy who's done so much for Australia uh, over. So I
1: think they want to ask him, um, why do you support Manfred so much? But let's just see what happens. Um,
2: So do you you guys know that I won um, a t-shirt from Clint for the... um, what was it? He did a thing on his on his Facebook page, and it was.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, uh, it was. Um, yes, ex, ex,
2: ex, 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 uh, Basically, put forth your best Sigmar moment of 2018, right? Yeah,
1: and, I remember um, that. And
2: and I'll choose some winners, and I I won one of the t-shirts, right? I also won um, second best sports at CanCon, so I got a voucher for. Emerald Hobbies is that the name of the place? Yeah. Emer- Emerald Hobbies. However, they don't ship to New Zealand, right? Yeah. So, so which is fucked, totally. But anyway, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend that voucher this week. Actually, right now, well, probably when we get off the uh, this call, I'll spend the voucher. Um, but I'm gonna have my things that I buy shipped to Clint's house, and Clint is gonna ship those things along with my T-shirt to me. So what you can yeah, you can bet your ass that I'm gonna give him twenty dollars, you know, or whatever uh, it yeah. costs him, whatever whatever the shipping costs, or whatever it may be, twenty or thirty or fifty dollars for him you to go to, to to the UK. Yeah, to go to Bobo
1: because and I'm why sure not? the UK is going to show have a good time. So yeah. But
2: um, that's that's what it's about, and that's Clint in a microcosm, right? Like that's Clint, that's who Clint is. But he yeah. gives himself for me and he doesn't know me from a bar of soap, right? So why would yeah. I not do the same for him?
1: I remember, I have to say, Clint, if it wasn't for Clint, I wouldn't be a competitive war gamer. I don't know if you agree with me, Magro, but if it wasn't for Clint's events, we probably would not be attending as many events, or even thought about running our own events.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, see, uh, look it's um, KenCon 2017 was yeah. my first competitive uh, tournament, even though I'd been playing Warhammer since fourth edition, so um it definitely started and i think more importantly it's it's less about the games it's more about meeting liam yourself meeting um you know dan brewer matt campbell jet uh meeting meeting so many people who are i'm watching on the stream right now who are in the chat um so many of these people i met for the first time uh and then obviously the new zealand guys so um I think before we kind of have these big kumbaya and how and, and i think clint knows we love him um yeah definitely if you've got a few hobby dollars uh throw some aside towards clint let's get him over there let's get him playing in bobo um if any man deserves to um to get some hobby love um it's this man who puts out uh
2: if we put enough money we may get uh dennis or jim over there with him too you know like you know what i'm saying yeah I,
1: would like totally
4: have,
1: over. yeah, I would totally see if we could get one of the other guys because, um, Dennis is, this is Dennis's second CanCon he did and he did a killer job. Um, yeah, those two are machine like that whole team are machines at running tournaments. Like, I, like, I think I met Dennis at the first Australian Masters, right? I had no idea who the hell he was, right? He knew who I was. He goes, Oh, you're cranky limb. I was like, Oh, shit. And then, um, yeah, just absolute champ, like legends. And they every event that they run, it's smooth sailing. Yeah. Um, so well yeah. just
2: look at it like this. Like there's two hundred players at CanCon. Right? You give yep. ten dollars. You get ten dollars. Yep. Everyone can spare ten dollars. That's a bloody breakfast one day. Skip breakfast. Give ten dollars. Right. There's two
0: grand. There's two grand. It's a flight. Done. It's it's, it's everyone no a few dollars. Everyone chucks in a few dollars. If you can put ten bucks towards it. Uh, I think we, we we go far away. Um, it's, in, it's in pounds. I'm trying yeah. to work out how it
4: was in pounds.
1: It's
0: about it's, it's about two to one ratio, give, yeah. or, take. Yeah. give or take. I mean, I think it's one point seven at the moment. Fa- fast forward about two months, and maybe we will have like it'll be one to ten. So we'll get like ten pounds for one dollar of ours. Yeah. Um. So save up. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I obviously know, don't. Three what, days. State yeah year. exactly
1: and people like I've, i'm have i looking at the thing right now i've never heard of any of these people and i don't know if they've heard of like if Clint heard of them but there are people dropping in money for him to get them over there and i think he deserves a break so that's the thing to shout out that go find me go check it out i yeah. uh, support clint we'll support rob Stein. um but yeah couple awesome of uh
0: couple of events i want to shout out before uh before maybe i, I find out any other new zealand events that maybe um you, people might want to attend uh so this weekend in sydney we have the Fall of heroes so it's not uh too late to register it's a two-day event uh down in Campbelltown, so definitely check that out full of heroes um in march we've got sagt which i believe is sold out so if you want to be going to that there may be a wait list check out doom and darkness uh, in April, we've got Gobacon, uh, we've got Border Wars, we've got BreezeCon. So April, there's a lot of events. Uh, and then continuing, there is, uh, there's, there's like two events in May, events in June. There's, there's so many there's events so many. coming up, so, and I think there'll only be more. Um, so, Townsville, Ipswich. Um, like, there's I got
1: so an many. event every month. I got Staggy Tea, um, one in New Zealand. Um, Borders War, we have to give Border War a shout-out. That's one yep, event so, that I so,
0: think everyone... So we'll um, be going to Border Wars, which is in Aubrey, yep. Wodonga. Um, yep. uh, that if you, if I quote Adam Burt, uh, it's food and drink at like nine, 1998 or something. Yeah.
1: something. Yeah. Um, also, their first prize is like the Aragon sword from Lord of the Rings.
0: It's a legit sword.
1: It's a legit sword. So if you're from Victoria, I don't know which state bans swords. If you win it, they do have a backup prize. I have asked Travis. I think they do have a backup prize for the question. They,
0: they don't up. need to. I'm going to win it. I'm going to a depth <laughs> I'm playing like, well, I'm playing in the team tournament. Then I'm playing in five or six games in the GT. So I'm going to be I'm going to be gobbled up to my ears, and I'm going to come down two weeks later. I'm going to take that sword. I'm going to put it on a Qantas flight, and I have a, a good conversation with the airport <laughs> security on why I have a sword. you yeah,
3: that's, that's what's going to
1: savage. happen. So, um, yeah, so. What is happening? Um, I do want to give a shout out to Briz Vegas. I think it's happening on the same weekend. So yeah, pretty so much Bri- turned... Bri- Bri- Brizcon,
0: different to... location. I believe it's an upgrade location for a previous yeah. events. So They're that's doing a really good thing.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. and we've already what is it? Forty three players sold. No, thirty eight or forty players sold in less than twenty four hours. Um, so good on them. Um, that's if you're around Queensland or if you want to make the trip to Queensland. Depends whatever's closer. Um, but check out those two events. They're on the same weekend. Uh, Anthony and I are going to Borders War. I'm going there because I want to support Travis and Adam because especially Travis, the fact that he makes terrain pretty much for the Australian community. I just got told Bruce Con is sold out.
0: Yeah, Bruce supposed supposedly Bruce Con sold out. So if you want to go to Bruce Con, see if there's a wait list. Uh, and then maybe a, qu- a couple of other quick shout-outs. Sydney Slaughter, tickets are on sale in Sydney, which is uh, yep. a very awesome event that Chris Welfare and James Mabry might be putting on. Um, I'm not sure yep. James's involvement, but... Our uh, custom yeah. scenarios, really good. Which I um,
1: just want to let you guys all know, are getting playtested in the next month or so by a playtesting team. So,
4: yeah.
0: And um, then, re- so then, then ba- BadgerCon's on the same weekend. So if you can't go to Sydney and you want to go to Victoria, uh, BadgerCon, um, so Joel, Joel and the Measured crew put on a great yep. event. So if you can't come to Sydney, go to Sydney, go see the Measured crew.
1: And then two weeks after, it's Lord of War, which is uh, also sold out. That's all there. And there is a waiting list there. And I think that at the moment is um, the last of events that I know of. I don't know anything
0: past June. Oh, we've got this. There's there's, um, in July, there's Ipswich uh, have got an event. And um, the narrative Cinderfall event There's Ard Fist. There's Bendigo narrative, the destruction only event. There's so many going up, but I think let's just focus on the next couple of months. Yeah.
1: Um, Um, Those are the ones that are currently on our radar.
0: New Zealand, um, what have you got? What's, on your, what's oh, yeah. on your radar? That's the sales pitch. What, Crickets. Why, why do we
1: need a fly over the water?
0: Come on, what do you got? What do you oh, got? Chewing Fraser. Let's go, Fraser. Come on, that's right. the sales pitch. you got all of Australia watching this, every so, single person.
4: First off in April, we have Nationals. Uh, I was meant to be TOing it, but due to my relocation down south, we'll be finding someone else to TO um we then also have pinecon might be a bit small for you lads Uh, but it would be it would be a good tournament no matter what
2: Uh, pinecon is hosted by lee by the way oh we're
4: then in auckland um on 17th of march we've got the model citizens so the auckland club they're running a tournament it is, I believe, at 2,000 points, or they might be doing a weird point of 1,750. 16,000.
0: Uh, 16,000. 16, 1, Sorry, 1,600. I can math. 16,000? Yeah, That would be great, right? Oh You'll my get one God. game in a day. Um,
4: And then, uh, Steph, you wanted to plug one of the tournaments? Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: in Wellington, in May 25th and 26th, it will be the notorious gt the Upper Hut cosy club which is a cosmopolitan club um for you guys and i think that equates to like a um what is it uh what do you call it in america Shit, i can't even think of it right now. when i, when I, I hear a cosmopolitan
0: club i think of cosmo magazine which is that uh under 18 teens uh magazine no, it's like a, a Cosmo Club is like uh where you go and you pay money and it, club. you pay
2: a bit of money and you get cheaper drinks, but they have like a ballroom and shit, and so you think you're in a nice place. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's like it's some uh, a country
0: club. What we call it in America? R- is a
1: country club, RSL clubs, Anthony.
0: Right. Okay. You
1: know how uh, if uh, you join uh, a membership in yeah, yeah, um, like like Ashfield Club. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. 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 So. I'm, not thinking like when I think of I, Cosmo, it's I think of like glamorous and, and girly. And I know it's a bit
2: late in the year for you, Aussies, but I'll put it forward. There's a dress code, no singlets, no singlets allowed, no thongs allowed, right? And no board shorts allowed. True story, I'm not making that up.
4: Say, what's a thong? A dandel. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. um. uh, so, the other thing I'll just uh, plug in for round and ground is um, so, James, who was over at CanCon, he started up a Twitch channel, Freebooters TV. Um, he'll be doing live broadcasts of games. And one of our other community members, Jonathan Ensor, has just started off a podcast that will be focusing on players in our community. Uh, it's called
0: Black Comet Radio. Yes, I subscribed to that today. I can't wait to listen. Yes, wait, Jono
2: Jono has um, an actor. He's a thespian. So he has a really great voice and he's really good for radio. And you'll hear him and you'll uh, probably masturbate, honestly. Anyway, I'll finish up with Notorious GT. So so rudely interrupted by Fraser. Um, There will be a painting competition with sick prizes. So it's like, come to the tournament play, right? But you don't have to play for winning. You can play because you want to have the best painted army and you can win a sweet ass, real sweet prize. Um, there's also, and I quote the organizer, Sean Bates, narrative shit. So there will be narrative shit there. Um, probably similar to CanCon. I assume that's where he got that um, that from. There also is a pub quiz on the Saturday night hosted by Jono, who is uh the I'm black so radio guy um so yeah we will have a bunch of cool shit going on there it'll be the most like proper tournament that new zealand has had um on yep. on terms of a global scale and, and it's going to be amazing
3: by
1: the way i'm in your quiz team yeah yes you are okay cool great because i'm not the We. We did a quiz at Sydney Slaughter last year, right? Varen by um Welfare. And I'm not going to lie, that was so much goddamn fun. I loved it. Like, even though I got the most easiest questions wrong, I freaking loved it. But the fact that everyone's no, like, how?
2: Jono will lead kid.
1: it. Jono's going to uh, run it.
2: He's a the thespian, like I said, so he's going to be great on the mic. And he's like super way into lore. Like, like probably... Wait. Probably more into law than a man should be, so
1: <laughs> it, it's going to be good. I know nothing about law. From give what me, I understand,
4: from what I understand, it is more of a law-based quiz. There may be uh, the occasional gaming question.
1: Perfect. I will just good. be at the bar drinking, and you guys ask the questions for me. Sweet, got that sorted. Brad, right. you're on my um, team.
0: We're in. Good. And just a reminder: okay. what, what when are the dates for this?
2: It's um, I'm sorry, May twenty fifth. And twenty sixth. So. Cool. So late May, all you Aussies, come over, come down. We'll put you up. You don't have to pay a hotel. I'll put I'll put that out now. You don't have to buy a hotel. We'll put you
0: up. All right. You, right. Heard, it, you heard it first on your yeah, yeah, approach, yeah, yeah. You get you get to stay with the, the goon king himself. Goon king. Sounds
1: and good.
2: my and my three kids and two horses. And thirteen chickens, and dog, and cat, and partner. You can stay with all of us. I Let's love that your it. partner
0: was at the end of that. It's not like
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's inverse. Is inverse because she's the most important one. So like she runs uh, everything. She's so last. No, <laughs> <laughs> I just live here, man. I don't know.
1: Don't ask me important questions. Alright, cool. I'm I'm excited. So hopefully I see some more Aussies tagging along. Um, and I do know, I'm not going to just, um, I do know Dan, he hasn't confirmed anything yet, but in future shows of me and Anthony, I will plug when all confirmed AOS shorts might be running an event later this year. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. This, yeah this, I think this is the rumor. Short yeah, The I, rumor.
2: I, I think, and I'm speaking on his behalf, but I think it will be in September oh. timeframe. If, um, if, if it happens. If yeah, it happens. Cool.
1: If think, it doesn't yeah, happen, you will hear it here.
2: Well, so the goal I think between um, Dan and Sean Bates is to have their events six months apart.
4: Yeah.
2: Right. And at the moment, they're both in their first year, so they may not hit that six month six month um the uh, the separation, but <clears throat> going forward, they will there will be an, a ma- a major event in Wellington, a major event in Auckland, six months apart. So. Oh.
4: I think the date Dan was aiming for was the 31st of August and the 1st of September. Cool. Yeah. But that's right. just from memory after three days of gaming during CanCon, so I'm not too sure what else I can remember.
0: Long story short, stay tuned. Check out AOS Shorts. we have got plenty of events up. And uh, so much content to read. Put, put uh, a New Zealand event in your diary. I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but just it's going to yeah. be great. Uh, I'm going to try to get to an event. Uh, if it's not this year, it's next year. Um, maybe it's enough time between the the Adepticon. So maybe 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 AOS Shorts event. But if not, yeah. um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, any final You're, plugs you no, guys want to, Any any final plugs? Anything? Any shout-outs you want to make before we kind of wrap this up? I know we're getting late in uh, in Kiwi Town, and I'm sure uh, anyone who has a partner wants you to get into bed at a re- reasonable time. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. I'm off to the local after this to find a partner. No, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) All right. Any other shout outs you want to give? Even your wives, your partners, your boyfriends, your dog, any shouts?
2: Yes. I love my partner. Her name is Sarah Sarah Brutledge. I love her. She's the best. Um, She's confined me to this small corner in the kitchen right now. That's where I am. Um, but seriously, I honestly want to give a shout-out to um, my main boy here, Palmy, who taught me how to play Warhammer and who maybe who I am right now. His name is Sean Tubman. He's a New Zealand master, and he's a pride of Palmerston North.
0: And but, uh, if we're listening to the podcast, is he Big Sean or Little Sean? He is Little Sean. Little Sean there's a running joke that Big Sean and Little Sean, but Little Sean is Big Sean? There's yeah. Some...
4: So, little Sean so, is Big Sean.
2: So you met Big Sean, coach. You yes. met Big Sean, yes.
0: But but there's also Big Sean, like Muscle Sean. Yeah. That's yeah
2: he's little like, Sean. He's, he's Little Sean, uh, but, he's like, but he's like muscular. He's like um uh, Dino Matthews.
0: Oh, oh. Dino, Dino's the Hulk. He's he's massive.
2: Yeah, so he's like Dino, but, like, he wins everything. No offense to Dino, because Dino plays Destruction. He's a sick cunt. Also, he, he played really well with that list. Fuck yeah, he, he did
0: better than me. He's great. So. All right, so that's a good shout. Uh Fraser, any other shouts that you want to make?
4: Um, yeah, um, I'll just give a shout out to Sloan. He's one of the boys that's done a lot of my painting. Um, so Sloan Rangos Studios. Yeah, he does some yeah. amazing work.
1: Um, and also, I met him. he came and visited uh, my local store and he saw me working on it. Right, like yeah. And um, we were talking, yeah, he's a ledge.
4: Another one is Bo. He, he's the one that designed our shirts. Um, he's also done a Better painting for me in the past, just um, and also Regan. I cannot p- pronounce his Instagram name for the love of me, but I think it's Pyro Paint Studios. P Y R O W. Yes.
2: Yep. P- you did it right.
4: But yeah, I'll just shout out those boys because they're amazing painters, and they're the ones that you guys are going to have to watch out for for hobby goals. So I want you guys to be bringing cool. your A game.
1: Yeah, I just do stupid conversions and hope for the best.
0: Yeah, great. Get all the things at 50% off and do what you can with them. Love it. And and uh, I've, I've got a sneaky phone conversation happening right here. Ken, uh, Ken Van Ship, uh, who's listening in, I think he might be in America at the moment for work, is saying that uh, he's keen to come to Border War. So uh, let us know if you're coming to events. Let us know where you're going to be. Um, I think it's going to be awesome, not just Ken, but everyone. Um, if people want to talk more to either of you crew, where can they find you, Fraser? Where can where can people talk to you more? So
4: uh easiest is Facebook, because I actually get notifications. Um or Instagram where my tag is Fraser underscore Nero. Or Twitter where it's two wolf studio yeah, two wolf studio. Um any of those things, just flick me a message. The moment I see it I'll reply.
0: Awesome. And Goon King, Goon Boss, you're the king. You're the king to me. Shit, yeah, boy. Um, hit me on uh, Twitter at uh at
2: one the number Sneaky Stabba with an A, one Sneaky Stabba. That's me.
0: Luckily, I put I both of I put both their Twitter descriptions uh, down below in the com- in the uh, description. So, thank you, sir. You're a legend.
1: And I just realized, you put me down as the villain. You say the coach, Anthony, and the villain.
0: Have I put your name Liam?
1: In brackets, Liam, yeah. But like, uh. it goes, the coach, bracket, Anthony, and the villain, bracket, Liam. Like, not going Liam, bracket, villain.
3: Thanks.
0: is <laughs> what it is, bro. Uh, I'm pretty sure you think- brought up that New Zealand needed a villain, so... You get in where you fit in, bro.
4: We, we've got our villain. He's our residential rainmaker.
1: Can I just say, Seth, what did you say to me before our game started? You what is it? There was an interesting conversation we had. Where yeah. Apparently, can you explain to me what that conversation was again?
2: <laughs> the conversation went like this. I said, hey, Liam, I hope our game is good because everything I've heard about you has not been good. That's, and then- I'm making it PG. I and, said uh, it was much worse than actually, actually right. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I said, Hey man, every everyone on the internet thinks you're a dickhead. Please don't be a dickhead. I'm scared of this game. I just want to have a good game. And you said, Okay, man, cool. And we had a game and you beat me in turn one and it was a good game.
4: Cause Win. you're not a dickhead.
2: Imagine Win. that. When were you shocked? Uh, uh no, really I wasn't. Okay, and, course,
0: and to add further to this story, uh Liam had played Beth, the uh twelve year old girl at round <laughs> one, the grudge. Uh I got to play her game two, and uh in between games, uh people were whispering, like, Oh, I heard Liam grudged a twelve year old girl to get a win. Uh is that true? I'm like, nah. Like, Liam, for mm-hmm. the record, is that true? Did you grudge a child uh to to get in an all, easy victory?
1: In all honesty though, I grudged yes. that because yes, that's Beth- true. Yes, that's true. Beth, in the past, in lots of events, has given me so much sass. And I remember at Sydney GT at your event, Anthony, she goes, I want to grudge you. And I was just like, "Ha, good joke. I don't think that's a good idea. And then we actually did the grudge. And one part of me was just to be like, hey, I just want to play a nice, casual game. Also, I want to see your Seraphon Army eat up close. Um, I want to see how sassy she gets during a game. And by the way, and Anthony, you know this. She's quite sassy.
0: She is very sassy. Um, she uh, was giving you lip on the Road to Cancon series. So uh, um, she was
1: giving me. She literally said I act like a three year old child during our game.
0: Was she um, wrong?
1: No, she was totally not wrong. <laughs> but um, but <laughs> the main reason why I went for a grudge was um, I like. How can I word this? Was I kind of did it just so she her first game was with someone that she knew. It makes sense. Like it wasn't a daunting experience for yeah, her. like, imagine, imagine a 12 year old child turning up to an event. I don't know if like her father's going to watch this, but a 12 year old event we've tried to play as, like most of them are strangers to her. She turns up little, she's probably, she's already scared coming to this event most likely. So turning up to an event with a friendly face like me, I would say friendly, but like she knows who I am and hey, she wanted to play with her dinosaurs and I let, I was like, is like go kill things with your dinosaurs, go for it. Um, and that was it. Like, the main reason for the game was this. So she had a friendly face round one that she can, like, take her time with her army, learn her army, and not be as scared. Does that make sense?
0: No, you're a charitable man. You are and, a... And uh,
1: she got
3: to play you. And I'm she, she knew.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, look, to be honest with you, I'm, I've been keeping an eye on the chat. Uh, nobody has disagreed that you are... Um, that you're not a humble, charitable, friendly... Uh, popular face so
2: on, a bit too far now
0: yeah and uh actually i gotta call this one out thomas holdsworth yeah. has just put out a cracking comment he said mate look at her dad she ain't scared of no man uh, <laughs> yeah mr Bigwood. mr bigwood is him. uh the friendliest scariest dude i've met ever
2: uh, like i t- coach you'll say this i'm a scary looking dude I wouldn't fuck with mr bigwood
1: personally nah wouldn't no nope. not nah. by the way yeah and again beth is the first professional australian Age of Sigma player she got paid
0: <laughs> she did she got ten dollars for beating me so she's technically right. professional she's more professional right. than i right. than i am
4: this, wasn't this the tasmanian devil as well the the,
0: um the guy that was making
4: the fruit tingles oh yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah what about randy
4: oh randy. I, I I just remember someone mentioning that he was also getting the same thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm
3: not. If it was true. Wait, Randy was gonna pay to
4: win.
0: <laughs> we'll have to find that out we'll, yeah. We'll we'll have to get
2: uh, however. It <laughs> changes the game. That changes the game if Randy I,
4: do, I do remember if our Randy gets paid to win. <laughs> I do remember our conversation I love, on um,
0: Friday, Liam.
1: Fraser has an audience right now. Yeah, yeah right? Fraser's got
0: somebody watching. He wants to be internet famous. He's eating like yeah. a pie or something. I, I don't know what Carl's doing. <laughs> Who is this guy but, in um, the
4: background? Look at him. He's like fucking. <laughs> I can't tell what to say, but I just remember Liam on Friday. He started <laughs> <panicking>, um, <laughs> 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 you started panicking. You started panicking about Biff's list because you had no clue what it did.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that Friday night. I was like, "Oh, what is best list?" And I was talking to Seth and Fraser. And then I was like, "Guys, what does this do?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm actually source better. I'm like, I actually might lose this."
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I could not. I was gonna crack up so much if you did. Um, I think I think we might have to end the stream right now at a high. That I, I I don't know if I could beat that. That was pretty good.
4: <laughs>
0: so good. Oh. Uh, Boys, this has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad that uh one, I got to play you guys. I I guess I, I could probably speak on behalf of Liam, that we got to play the Trans Tasman Cup, that we got to stay at the um at the amazing accommodation and you were um our, our bunk mates essentially being across from each other. Um uh it was great to get to know you guys. Seth, I've seen you in the um the the Moon Clan slash Gloom Spite chat and um, you know, you guys have been nothing but brilliant and uh, absolute champions. And um, I hope our, our relationship fosters as as both countries kind of come together more often. So, um, thank you for coming for both you guys, for Dan, uh, and hopefully we can kind of keep building this bridge and um, get more more of you guys familiar to our community.
2: That's the goal, right? Sounds to good. To build a bridge,
0: build a bridge, and we'll get come across with more trophies. We'll- i I believe it's oh, like a coffee step like you free tournaments you get a free visa you oh, get to that's uh, good. Stay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, love you guys.
2: love you
0: All right, guys uh thank you very much. I'm going to bed. my wife's probably gonna kick me in the butt. she's like, oh yeah you know, boy. Like stuff, but uh it's, it's a pleasure uh, say hello to your loved ones uh whether it's a pet, whether it's your family whether it's your partner uh Looking forward to Dan's uh, reviews on AOS Shorts on um, Flesh Eaters and Skaven, and looking forward to seeing you Kiwis at uh, future events, and Liam, uh, make friends when you're over there, not enemies, I w- please.
1: I will. Make friends. I've got, I got Seth and Fraser to keep me back, you'll be sweet. <laughs> you'll be good, dude.
2: <laughs> if you love Goon, and you love hookers, we got you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, guys, and and <laughs> Fraser, say hello your friends, uh, yeah, the I'm off to your friends, dancing friends at the back, and friends, and friends. You have to love friends, yes. All right, guys, yeah. we we'll talk to you next fortnight. Thank you very much. Uh, right. Enjoy the rest it, of yeah. your week. Happy hobby. Yes,
3: yeah, see
4: you, boys. Enjoy. Thank you. Yep. Yeah.